Hello and welcome back to The House That Happens. Recorded live at Shuey's Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke. Boarded four times, the best dive bar in the GTA, but you know for our money, it's the best dive bar in the entire universe. Hi, I'm Andrew Milani. Hi, my name's Cruz. And you know The House That Happens is the home of the scheduled loss, but more on that later. Oh yes, definitely it is. But I can see by the schedule of our surroundings, we're still gonna be a little bit away before we're all sitting around the bar having a drink, Agreed? Yes, and uh, speaking of schedule, this is the only time uh, for the next four years that we'll be able to say that we recorded on this date's leap day when we're yes, recording February we 29th. Uh, only, a day that only exists only every, every four years, depending on if it's like the century mark. There's some exceptions there, but... I don't even know, but they said if it wasn't here that uh, summer would be in October or something. I don't know how that works. Well, just because, like, whatever, the days get shifted around, right? Uh, I don't know. I really think the, the sun comes up and goes down, right? I guess well, the world keeps yeah, spinning. Yeah, but, like, the Earth's rotation around the sun is technically 365 days in one quarter, right? So you got to yes. make up for that quarter yes. somehow. Okay, um, I'm glad that we're on board for something that's scientific, not that we're known for our Einsteinian <laughs> contributions to no, the world. No, definitely not. However, I will say this, that um, the weather has been rather odd, and, in, and if someone can tell me which one it is, I keep getting the El mix. Nina. It's El Nina. Yeah. Is that what it the is? Sister, oh, thank cousin, you. The sister, cousin, The sister, okay. Whatever. So there, babe, forever girl, if you're listening, I knew it had something to do with male and female, but I didn't want to put it that way because I'd get in trouble. Oh, sure. Okay. You know what I mean? If I didn't say it right, especially yeah. me having the reputation of being the nicest, most civil positivity guy we can ever have, so to speak, right? Oh, sure. But yeah, it's been crazy. Like some warm days, some cold days. There was a little bit of snow today. Thankfully, it didn't stick around. But Yesterday, the temperature dropped 16 degrees in four hours. Yeah, the flash freeze warnings. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I hope everyone was safe. I love you, Mother Nature. Love you, Mother Nature. So, yeah, yeah, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, by the way, I want to shout out uh, Humber College, the Hawks winning double gold in volleyball uh, the, this past weekend. Men's and women's both capturing the provincial gold medal. Men's, that was their fourth in a row. Women's, that was their third in a row. And for the women, just a crazy string of success for that team. Uh, we wish them all the best for nationals. I know the men are going to BC, and I believe the women are going to Alberta. In wow. about a week's time. Congratulations yes. to Humber. Way to keep yourself on the map. And then, Behave yourself and represent <laughs> Etobicoke great when you go around the country. Absolutely. And I believe the men's basketball team will be playing for their provincial gold medal this weekend. So best of luck to them as well. We're, we're, we're the three H's, Humber and House That Happens, all come into line, correct? Is that yes. a good way to put it? Good Hawks luck this weekend, Hawks. Roll Hawks, Hawks till I die. There you go. Sounds good. You know uh, what I mean? Of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Formula One starting on technically tomorrow, I guess, with qualifying. But then the race will be on Saturday, a bit of a different look. But uh, we're all looking forward to the Bahrain Grand Prix, the first of 24 races this season, the first time that F1 will have 24 races in a season. Obviously, uh, Lewis Hamilton's going to be his last season with Mercedes. It's going to be Carlos Sainz's last season with Ferrari. And, of course, our buddy Christian Horner is free, as he is only now allegedly a douchebag. Okay, that's what I want to look at. First of all, I want to shout out to uh, your dad, Mr. Milani, for having the uh, agreement with me to say that it is absolutely absurd that those guys are driving one car knowing next year that they're going to hate those guys because they're in another car. 
In any other sport, does this go on? So, like, you know, like he's and, – and I'm already watching the practice. People, it's pretty cool. I think, you know, there's some sandbagging. Like, Mercedes looks pretty good when they already said they're starting up there. Well, and everyone was freaking out that Ricardo had the best time in free practice one. In the other, in the other Red Bull car, right? Yeah, the Red Bull Junior car, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, so that's going to – that's another – what's interesting about Formula One this year is going to not only have those absurd – um, storylines going on for all season long. You're also going to have like um, this second Red Bull car. I think is going to create some controversy over this period of 24 races. I don't it know depends, how. It depends how well they finish. Because let, let's if be they real. finish high, everyone's going to cry. Because they cry. Yeah. Notice in Formula One, they cry quick. <laughs> they, they, Everyone does yes, when they're they, not winning. Yes, they cry yeah. quick. You know what I mean? And I understand because like there's only 24 races. Did you say? There's only That's 24 correct. kicks at the can, and uh, it's the next best thing to football season when you think about it, except the 17, and they don't have a Super Bowl. So no. it goes about the same well, amount of weeks. the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So right. in the in the end there. But, uh, yeah, I was watching the um, practice already, and the um, when you look at it, it's, this is reality TV, and this is entertainment, correct? But just talking to all the people with their prognostications and their what if and who does and where are they going and you know what I mean you're going and all these guys are driving in these cars this year and one year from now we don't even know where they're going to be sitting well yeah. we do know we're going to be well sitting, Lewis yeah. we know he's going to be with yeah. Ferrari signs is kind of up in the air yeah. I, I have yeah. a sneaking suspicion he'll be going to Sauber but I mean like don't count him out for that seat in Mercedes you know it, it's silly season right that's, that's what they like to call it um, we'll get more on that, but I keep with well, yeah. Before we go, the other, of course, the extreme storyline that we had to deal with, which we mentioned on the show previously, was the Christian Horner situation and his allegations about his uh, character and behavior. Yes. Now, I'm going to say this much. Everything's alleged, even though, in my humble opinion, and we at the House do not tolerate any type of activity of this manner. But as I said to you earlier, and I don't like to bring this up, is the fact that sometimes people are Teflon, bro. I smelt this one from the beginning. Right, but I mean, the, the, the comments from Ford might have put a little bit of a wrinkle in that theory, don't you think? In, in this... Where, in, like, let me... Well, the, where the... CEO, I believe, of Ford, who's going to be working with Red Bull yep. for next uh, engines, yep. uh, next regulations in 2026, basically said, like, we need to get to the bottom of this as well, which kind of makes you think that maybe this wasn't such a kangaroo court situation. Well, I looked at it this way, and I'm going to look, I'm going to find it where I'm going to go back in time, and I told you off camera, and I will say this again. When the perpetrator is the one that gets aggressive, he usually has a card up their sleeve that says, you're not going to get me. And, and this is what the case, is, what I believe, happened with Christian Warner. I, I'm not saying that he didn't, he's innocent and completely innocent and all of that. Right. But I think whatever happened is something that's um, in this equity, inclusion, social justice, whatever. I think he stepped over the line in that way. That's probably what ended up happening. I wonder if Zach Brown had anything to do with it. He's, having, he's looking really sad on the practice track today. You know what I mean? I mean, the that, amount of people that wanted him to be guilty of this is oh, just crazy. Oh, monumental. And you know what? The and guy in Ferrari. Sorry? The guy in Ferrari, he made a crack on his press conference today, or the Mercedes wow, guy. They all, yeah. They're all taking stabs at the guy. So we don't know what happened. Let's no. get it there. But I'm just saying in some situations in sports, like he's not Vander Franco in Tampa Bay. You know mm. what I mean? He's not even in Florida yet. 
Right. Okay, why is he not in Florida? Well, he can't leave the country yet, and we know why. So, I mean, there's different degrees of stupidity on the level of people are not respecting other people. However, I had just, I hated to say it in the beginning, but I just had this one when I did a little research, see who's connected, what did he really do? He didn't do anything illegal. That was the main thing. And as soon as I heard that, I said, this guy's going to slide. Too much money at the top of the pyramid to be playing around with that piece of pie. You know right. what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's it, right. No, and it, like, it looks like it could be part of a power play as well. You never, you, yeah. Yes, yes. Because there was Does a that mean that the on? Red Bull empire is falling? We, maybe, maybe I'm looking into it a little bit too much, but maybe. We're going to find out yeah. by the time we get into a dozen races or so. If Adrian Newey ends up leaving for Ferrari, oh, you, that, you heard that, it here first. His name, he'd have to come up. <laughs> it's my two favorite names in the story if there was a side plot. What's his name again? Adrian Newey? Newey. And Zach Brown. Just because they're polar opposites of what could affect Red Bull in many ways sure. in the contest of higher competition. That's enough about them, though. Either way, it's going to be a great race this weekend. I'm expecting a win from Max and Ferrari. Shocker. Or Max and Red Bull, excuse me. Shocker, I know. But... Uh, I'm expecting big things from Ferrari this year. Well, they were up there too on the practice yeah. out there. Their car was like they, they their car was spoken very highly of, and uh, yeah, we should know because tomorrow's a qualifying. And like you said, I didn't realize I'm looking at the numbers and the practice and stuff like that, and uh, they were all over the board except for the few um, that jumped out, like Ricardo having that mm -hmm. lap at that speed, and both Mercedes cars being at the top of the list. But that's we got a we got a long way to go before we get to three. Absolutely, it's, uh, the big. Uh, I guess X factor though is that uh, junior Red Bull team. Mm -hmm. How many yes. points are they going to be able to grab this year? That's going to be the big question. Are they going to be passing uh, McLaren? Are they going to be wow. passing Aston Martin? Wow. Those are the big questions I'm looking out for. Interesting storylines. Yes, it a is. A lot yes. to follow. And, uh, it's a long season. Formula One is not going anywhere. It's going to be here till December. We're going to be talking that, but a lot. Thank you. But uh, we're going to move this on to another alleged douchebag situation here in the uh, CFL this time we mentioned the Chad Kelly allega allegations now it's come out that the CFL will be opening up their own investigation into the situation which means that this guy's probably crossed bigger lines than Christian Horner if I'm willing to agree but can I just say something about first of all I miss football already you know what I mean? There should be like, you know, and they, oh, it was the Super Bowl, it was the end of the season. No, man, there's nothing good about the end of football well, season. What, what do you mean I'm there's still, the UFL? Yeah, okay, but I don't drink light Come beer on, either. That's an amazing name. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever, but I miss football. And the golf has been junk. So what do I do on Sunday? Well, I mean, I have to sit major, down. Right? No, the players is coming in about 10 days, so we're good. Okay, players, that, which that, is, like which is basically majors. a major. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're going to do. But anyway, cash prize of any of the tournaments, yes, right? Yes, yes, it is. Um, I miss football, but I don't miss the fact that this Kelly guy, who's supposed to be the quarterback on a franchise that's supposed to be the most successful in the city as we speak, right? Even though they blew it in the Eastern Conference Finals, they still have a team that has potential to go right back to the Grey Cup. Yep. Uh, draw the fan base, keep the city excited. And this the guy's been put, building momentum, let's not forget. Exactly. And, and here we go. And now we have this guy putting a stain on the whole operation. I only hope is this, is that maybe it's not as bad as it's advertised. But I'm willing to believe when we see this guy's track record, I'm going to say what the alleged is going to end up being the real. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, that's what I'm scared of, so to speak. Yeah, obviously uh, a big can of worms here that uh, we may or may not be finding more out about. We'll keep you informed on that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we will be moving on. 
Well, there's just one thing that we should be jumping out to say really quick, too, because we mentioned it before, but that is uh, going back to uh, collegiate basketball in the United States of America. Yes. Miss Caitlin Clark is now the greatest scorer in the history of the game. Yes. That's Passed just amazing. Pistol Pete Maravich. Yes, yes, which was around when I was a kid. That was a high school. It was a long time did ago. Did not play in the ABA. No, he did not. I thought he did, but I forgot he played in Utah, which was the, the franchise team at the oh, time. New Orleans at the time, too. Or New Orleans, yeah, yeah. And then they went to Utah. They went to Utah and all that time and all there. But that's just an amazing feat. I think that any time that someone does greatness for an extended period of time and gets their name on the top of the mantle, uh, we here at the House That Happens will shout out and say congratulations. But speaking of college basketball, it would be remiss of me, I, Cruz, who everyone knows I can't wait to the uh, March Madness and that first Thursday when they start playing. Forget the Tuesdays, that's more teams coming in, but you better figure it out when you're picking your bracket. And we at the house will have a bracket. But I just want to show it real quick because we'll do it a little bit later. But it's now Leap Day, right? Yes, it is. So it'll be the first time on tape that I'm talking about it. And we do know that the top four in the country are Houston, Purdue, University of Connecticut, the defending champions, and Tennessee. First thing I'm going to tell the general public is this. I doubt if two of those teams will make the Final Four. I will pick one. I will say one of the four None will make seniors? it. seniors? No, just because the, the, the parity is so huge, those teams might run into a team that's going to hit them, and they haven't proven to me they know what to do in those times of crisis. They always lose. Fair enough. But if I would take one of the four, I would say Houston is the team I would take to the Final Four. Everyone's saying, why am I not Connecticut? Because nobody's repeated as champion since a long time. So is this the year he pulls them a Holmes? And well, you can go Connecticut back to the back? Final Four in back-to-back years. That's true, too, but I'm still saying Winning I don't. Again. I think they're, they're going to get upset in the Elite Eight that goes to the Final okay. Four. However, this is my first thing, and we got, we got about three or four weeks to go, and I have a big statement the next show to say about this because we're getting close to two-tournament time. My two sleepers already, and I'm going to say them here now, is I think Creighton and South Carolina – could be people that you put on your brackets Ooh. to go a long way. You heard it here first. And don't forget about coaches and Shaka coaches at Marquette. If you know anything about college basketball, you know what I'm talking about. And that's all we got to say about that till next show. Well, and you loved, you were all over Marquette last year. You had And they as, puked it. Yeah, but they, they did puke it up. Yes, but they, they brought everybody back. That's yeah. pretty much any. They to didn't lose again, money. No, oh, kidding, yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. And they did take a beating when they had the first big game against Connecticut. They went into Connecticut's house and they got slapped. Like, I mean, you lose, but then there's that freaking, you know what I mean? Oh, beating yeah. of a beating in any event. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, but we can get back to something a little bit more local. Didn't we have something? Well, before that, I want to get to uh, a recent issue that's come up in college sports where if you watch the Wake Forest-Duke game. Oh, yes. Uh, I believe it was this past weekend, right? Yes. Uh, the fans at Wake Forest stormed the court after beating Duke and uh, ran into one of the players, obviously raising concerns about injuries and all that. Uh, the big question is, should storming the court, storming the field be banned in sports? I'm a definitive yes on this. Okay, the, if you don't say yes to this, then you're kind of crazy because... You're kind of an we, asshole, too. Exactly. Um, 
But it all, you know, there's, there's, there's no, I don't want to try to sugarcoat this or anything like that, but I just do want to let you know that Filipowski, the Duke guy that was so severely injured in the attack on the field, played his usual 29 minutes in the very next game that happened, which is neither here nor there because it could have been much more serious, and that's the particular... Well, the um, way he was ran into as well, if you haven't seen the video, yes, like, okay. look and, at and, it, and like, it. I, I still could say... Could have been a lot worse. Yes, it could have. And the same thing with Caitlin... Um, yes. That, yes. I thought hers was even worse. So we at the house that happens, we can only say one thing. You got to take slow it down, kids. It's like everything else in life. It's a lot of fun till you add humans. Well, it's all fun games till someone gets hurt. I there you go. Like Whatever cliche you want to use. But here at the house that happens, we're going to say we're going to pass on storming. And that should be for football, too. Absolutely. You know, if we're going to do it, let's just say across the board to do it. But I used to hear stories like, why didn't it happen as much when I was younger? And I think about it. Yes, no, and maybe so. But that was money for the football guys to be security on the sides of the yeah. court back in the day. I did not know that. I heard it again. I did heard some urban legend and know some people said that's the way it is. But we shouldn't have to resort to having that kind of security. We're all uh, common people in this a common sense age where you should know better than to run down and perhaps maybe impede somebody who is trying to develop a career that may help them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know I what agree. I mean? I agree. Uh, the house that happens is a no on storming the court. Uh, we'll move it on to something local, as you alluded to before. Toronto FC began their season on Sunday, opening up in Cincinnati. It was a nil-nil draw. Goalkeeper Sean Johnson with the five-save clean sheet. Wait a second here. What if they had started in Toronto this season? Did you see what the weather was that night? In Cincinnati? No, what the weather was like here in Toronto. Oh. Okay, so why couldn't they go play in the Dome that night? It doesn't work in the Dome? No. So like, well, because isn't the Dome still probably under construction for the renovations? Oh, just and the Dome and Rogers has made it pretty clear. They don't want anyone else in there besides... Baseball. Yeah. Okay, it's the Argos got kicked game. out. I know. I, I haven't seen a soccer game in the Dome in a long time either. I'm just saying that, you know, it must be hard. Like, I know the fan base is, is rabid, crazy, whatever, but... Like, I mean, Serge, you out there, if we had gone, you would have said, hey, Cruzy, you want to go down to the game? We got an extra ticket. But I, what was it, 12 below? And we'd be at BMO by the lake? You wouldn't have got off the couch for that kind of stuff. Are bundle you crazy? Up. No, I ain't bundled up. So does that affect your fan base? Like, I'm just, I, every well, time I hear about city, Toronto. Come exactly. On. So why don't they just move the schedule, like, at least another month? What is it going to affect? Uh, well, I mean, okay, I'm going to put it this well, way. Well, then the playoffs go. The problem with MLS is that the playoffs already go into December, right? Oh, that's true, too. Okay, but let's put it this way. I'm going to ask just a question and we'll go on. Thank God, Toronto FC, good start, got a tie on got the road. Got a point. Yep. Okay, so we'll always take that. But, okay, let's just say now. We know what the draw is in MLS. We know the big draw is the guy in the pink uniform, okay? Now, you're going to tell me the guy in the pink uniform is going to come up to play in Toronto the last weekend in February when it's minus 16 off Lake Ontario? I think he's going to do some freaking uh, load management that day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm going. Like, it really weirds me out that in places like this. It's not here because they got a team in Minnesota too, right? But yeah. they do play in a dome. I was going to say, the Minnesota, yeah, they, they, they do, they, they, they do they, Yes, I'm saying. But you know what I mean? Doesn't that weird for Toronto now in a month? It doesn't matter because it's going to be like European weather anyway. So exactly. soccer gets played. If it's a little cold, it's a little rainy, it's a little drizzly. But come on, don't they have rules? Like, if it gets to like minus something, can't find your balls? Well, I know. Yeah, come on. I know Toronto FC, they do have a little bit of a away heavy schedule early in the season because this like they yeah. do play their home opener march 9th uh, against charlotte 
But uh, that's a, ten days away. It is, but it's a lot of road games that they're starting out with. I know that, so that might be good because I'm predicting this, everybody, and you know you're going to hate me. And I'm not a groundhog, and I've talked. I haven't talked to what's her name, El Nino, but I'm saying. I think March is going to be the worst month of winter that we're going to have. Don't you dare say well, that. Well, we shouldn't be bitching about it because January and February, we got through that like nothing. So I think old man winter is just going to give us a bit slap and say, remind you, we didn't need all that salt in the ground all this no. year. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and by the way, Toronto FC will be in action next Sunday against the New England Revolution in New England. Okay, so we had spent that much time on Toronto FC. Because just letting people know in Toronto that the house that happens is kind of um, Toronto-centric. Toronto okay, we know that. So, okay, now, how come we haven't brought anything up about the Before that, one more thing in soccer. Oh, right. Hogbox. Yeah. Getting right. a four-year ban for testing positive for testosterone. He is going to fight that. Um, but if this goes through, that's his career, basically. He's 30 right now. By the time this ban's over, he's going to be 34. Done. Done. That's a lot of money, too, isn't it? It's a big hit for Juventus. It's a big hit for, hit for the French national team. Did they say, what is this? Is this that, that human growth hormone? Because that's the one they throw the book at you for, isn't they it? They just said testosterone. Yeah, well, you get the most testosterone from, yeah. Stallone got busted or paid somebody off a few years ago. That's the big well, one. he's an actor, so I mean, it's... Yeah, but you, you can't even, not even supposed to be allowed to take that from country to country or something. Oh, I see, I you see. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he got some kind of, I don't know. But anyways, oh, yeah, this is serious. Drugs, essentially. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah whatever enough. this stuff is. So it's a drag to do that. But I mean, that just tells you about how people are, I'm not saying they're desperate, but anyways, once you get that scent of doing greatness and you think you get something that take you over the top, I don't know. I've never been in that position. I wonder what the lure is to make you decide to take something like that. Well, I think it's yeah. a lot more prominent than we can imagine. Oh, I it think is. so too, because everybody knows the flushing. Every the Kobe, God bless his soul. Everyone knows when Kobe went to Switzerland, like something. <laughs> what he doing. was doing, yeah. Yeah, but he he stayed there long enough till he did that two swishes with the uh, what do you call that extra physical force, and then they put the blood back in, and oh, Kobe's clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we don't know exactly what went on there. Yeah, and you know, usually the like thing. these guys will do it in the offseason too because they'll test you during that time. Yeah, but is it, is it, I don't know. Anyway, I feel sorry for the guy. However, if you think that he was doing this to get an advantage on everybody else, how do we feel sorry for him? I mean, it's, it's a broken system, and that's why we're all here for the uh, – what's it called again? The uh, – not elite games. What's it called again? I'm blanking already. We talked about this a few years ago, or a few months ago, or weeks ago, whatever it is. What? What was it called? The Olympics with steroids. What oh, yeah, that's enhanced right. Games. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe they should have the enhanced soccer. Enhanced, I, hey, add that to the to the docket. Have him <laughs> captain the French team. Yeah, oh, yeah. Doesn't he, he have to just have him captain, like, it's just two teams there. So is he, is he banned from everything in all soccer? All FIFA-sanctioned events. Wow, and they. And that's where all the money is. Of course, it is yeah. FIFA. Those corrupt. Oh yeah, they've they've not done one corrupt thing in their entire lives. But oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. you were alluding to uh, something else local. Yes, and that's what I was saying. That we should be, should okay. You, okay, first of all, you do want people to listen and hope that they're interested into subjects you're talking about. So this is a border one line here at the house, and everyone's going to know why, especially knowing me and whatever. But why aren't we talking about the <laughs> PWHL midseason and the success of the league so far? And where is the Toronto franchise sick going into what is going to be some of the weirdest rules they make going into the playoffs, which is why I brought this all up. Sure. Okay, you know what I mean? Now, supposedly they have healthy attendance. Uh, averaging, like, I think 5,000 around the league. The Canadian teams, at least, for sure. Yes, but I always say this. I hate to be, like, you know, you know, bring something back to the private, but the caveat is they've got one there where they can take one Toronto game, drew 19-5, 
when they played at Scotiabank Arena. And uh, if you level that out about everybody, it brings up the attendance because I think it's kind of weird when you have a team that plays in two home marinas. How does that work? So well, when the university's the got a been... game, the other one, you got to go to the other place. And I think in New York, they're playing on Long Island on two places, aren't they playing on yeah, Long so Island? Yeah, so I know they play where the Islanders play. That's one yeah, of the venues. Not I'm not sure there. where the other one is. Well, and, and uh, they still don't have any logos. They still, they're not talking about expansion next year, but they are talking about the fact that they are being really stable. And I hate to be the guy that takes it like this, but here's how I'm looking at you people, okay, out there. I said, I hope that everybody keeps showing up because once the shine wears off, I wonder what's going to happen to some of these franchises. So the thing that's got me is that they've already said no, no, no expansion immediately, which is they're smart because... Although I heard there have been a couple cities that are interested, but... But I still think... Start slow. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, why you jump? Like, I mean, their, their projections are 30% under what they would be taking in on a financial basis. They missed that by, I heard, 30%, and the season's only half done. Mm-hmm. So that means that they, if their expenditures was, say, six, they got nine kind of deal. So nice. that's amazing. And they're getting exposure on TV. I've tried to watch a couple games. Well, that's the biggest thing about this league compared to, like, the previous one. Yeah. The P, I forgot what, like, um, whatever they've been called, the previous women's leagues in the past. Just the marketing of this one is, like, unbelievable. My, heads and shoulders Unbe- above everything ba- else. Unbelievable. It's no. easy access for the games, especially here in Canada on TSN. I believe you can stream yes. them on the CBC website as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyways, we're, do you know a name of anybody on one of the teams? Uh, Toronto is Natalie Spooner. She's the leading goal scorer. Oh yeah, that's right. Good. Sarah okay. Nurse is on Toronto as well. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna brush up on girls, so I'll know some of your names. But what really intrigued me is I wanted to bring this up. Is can you imagine in the NHL if they did these two things? First of all, if you come in first place, you can pick the team that you want to play in the playoffs. I love the concept because that uh, that generates instant animosity. Don't you agree? Yeah, this is one that people have been talking about. I, I know the NBA has been actually talking about actually doing this in the Brothers future. ain't doing that, man. That's fist fights in the parking lot. <laughs> no, that ain't happening. <laughs> this one I actually think is the out of the two that we're going to talk about, I actually think this is the one of the two that's more um, – Palpable, I guess. Yes, not, they did it in baseball. Remember, they had to do it in baseball. You get the pick. Remember, they were saying if you got if you in the division and in, in the playoffs or in the uh, round robin game at the beginning, you pick who you play. Baseball? What are you talking about? In the baseball, remember at that thing where you because they have the extra, the extra. Isn't there something you can pick in baseball? No, it's a fixed. It's fixed. But like they talked bracket. about it, didn't they? And then everyone well, yeah, scrapped it. They, yeah. they scrapped it because of the animosity level. That's why I think that's why I'm bringing it up because I think it's a great idea. I think so too, especially with yeah, the women. I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm not playing. But you're calling the other guys out right away. I think I can kick I mean, your ass. But, but, but that's three degrees away from WWE. When I see you down there, I'm going to kick your ass. Now let's not, not <laughs> that blows out of proportion. You have a choice between two teams if you're the number one seed. It's you don't even get the, okay, the two seed. Not available. You're, you're choosing between the three and the four okay. seed. So that Montreal play Toronto, they'll be hoping like that because if the season ended today, Toronto's in third place. Yes. So yes. then, and Montreal's in first place. Do you think they would pick Toronto just because? Which would make it more interesting. Maybe. Okay. I mean, I won't count that out completely. I think that'd be fun. Oh, I think it would make it fun and more for the league. But that being said, and I don't want to spend a ton of time, and girls, look, we are giving you guys some props. But the other one I heard, which I even go, I don't know how this one's going to roll, bro, but now you're eliminated from the playoffs. But you have games left. Yes. If you get the most points, you get the number one draft choice. 
Well, you start building up points from the moment you're eliminated from playoff contention. Okay. So what if you're out of the other guys? Then, of course, you're going to get more points maybe, right? Or you just suck that bad. No, but what if you're behind them by, like, 10 points, and then you start building up points earlier than them, right? That's that's what you're kind of looking at. My problem with this is that this is an idea that, like, it looks great on paper. You're like, oh, you're actually kind of earning that number one pick. The problem is you're playing for someone that's going to steal your job next year. How motivated <laughs> are you really going to be, right? I'm, I mean, I'm, you're just playing for a contract anyways. I don't think these players really need that extra motivation. It sounds cool on paper, but at the end of the day, I think this is kind of moot at best. I don't think it'll ever get off the ground because there's just too many levels. That's one you're talking about how the players feel. The, um, the Just because there's gambling involved, there's so much gambling on the games that people are talking well, about. Well, not the in the women's thing. league. Well, no, but I mean, that's why it would never go. That's why I think they could yeah. try to do something. Like, imagine at the NHL uh, general manager's meeting and... Dale Talon come out and said, I got this great idea about the draft. Along with that fly. Oh, oh it'd be that left was out over. Of the room. Yeah. yeah, that's done. So, Well, we know the NHL already doesn't like to take uh, too many risks with their own draft lottery. They, when, there you go. They thought uh, three picks for the lottery was too crazy. That to scale it back to two, right? Yeah. You know, the NBA went the other direction. They went to four, but yeah. uh, regardless. Um, this is an idea where I don't think this is part of the long-term plan. At least I would hope not. Mind you, it's only like it's two teams playing for this number one pick. So maybe, again, like it's a moot point at best. Um, and you know what's crazy, though, when you think about it, is that um, this excitement has been generated over about only 16 games. They've only played 16 games. Yes. So what I am have to say, and, and kudos for them for getting there, we're talking about it. They're on TV. They're getting press. They're trying to be innovative. Yeah. Isn't that what every new yeah. company or product tries to be in this world of 2024? So I'll, yeah. give them, I'll give them credit. And my friend Sarah, she was at the game at Scotiabank that they had, and it, w it looked electric. She said it was a fantastic game at a fantastic time. I wish it was more than just one game that they played there, honestly, just because, like, I, I hate that they play anatomy. Was it like okay. two thousand five hundred? Like, that that's a joke. No, but don't they, I thought uh, their attendance was, was – it only holds that many people. I that's have, it. Well, come Toronto's attendance is four thousand on average. Right, because the, the one at Scotiabank bumped up the average. That's what I'm so saying. It's twenty thousand, basically, right? Exactly. But that's um, what I'm saying. That's why I'm 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 not. I don't want to be the devil's advocate, but I'm just saying, like, I'm glad that they're pushing the shine. I think it's Stan Castian, ex NHL guy, that's the the commissioner of the league, so to speak. Sure. I like the way he talks in that. Like, we got to walk before we run. He keeps saying that because everyone's well, going to where a lot of other women's leagues kind of failed in the past. Exactly. So I, I really like the fact that he says, no, 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 let's hold back on this and hold back on that. Because like I say, this is the result of 16 games. You can't be talking about what's going on in three years from now. Let's get through the first season, yes. girls. Keep going in the positive momentum you've got right now. Build upon it in a couple years, add more yeah. teams. You Although I mean? would, the one thing I want to add is uh, the Toronto Arena situation here. I think this is just kind of forcing the issue that we might need to build another uh, kind of like a mid-sized arena here in Toronto. Won't happen. We need one. Especially uh, even for concerts too because a lot of like not so big uh, acts, they'll completely skip. They'll go to Oshawa, not Toronto just because like we don't have the venue. Okay, so what's going to happen that in between venue is going to be right down the street here. It's called um, Woodbine Casino. They put a theater in there and that's where all the concert guys are going to go. And on the east end, they got the new place called History which is the in-between place and it holds about 4,000 around there so they're not gonna they, the people that are invented i would say like you need like a ten thousand seat one you ain't getting that built in toronto until they get because you know what they're going to need the money for the football field bro 
Is it football? Well, yeah, oh, so hold it's on. We haven't, there isn't even a football team here. I'm, We're talking I'm, I'm, about building a I'm football I'm telling field. you now, it's, we are within the stone throw. I've been saying it forever. I yeah, miss football, forget. bro. So now that i got a chance to bring it up, I'm going to remind everybody that listens to the house that happens that I cruise believe that the new stadium will be built with less than 10 kilometers from where I am sitting in this chair as long as Doug Ford wins the next election by a majority. So everybody vote for him just because we want to <laughs> Football team. I, don't, I don't know if Forget that's about everything else. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, we'll keep it local here. Obviously, well, yeah. somewhat local yeah. since yes. our Toronto Blue Jays are playing in the Cactus League in Florida. Alex Manoa had his first start of the season. Stop Did it not, already! Well, hold on. Let's 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 uh, talk about the the stats here. One point two inning, oh, one two thirds innings played. He allowed three hits, four earned runs, didn't strike out anybody, and allowed a walk. How concerned should we be? Um, be about concerned as Milwaukee is when Corbin Burns walked out for his start and pitched one and one third, walked three, gave up three, and only threw so many pitches, if I may be a smartass about it. But welcome to spring training and your first outing. Shit may happen. His velocity was there. He looked like he's the in The control shape. wasn't. No, so that means, but I'm going to say now, um, if you remember this time last year, and I've heard people say it, which is the big caveat in the room or the elephant in the room is, when he started like this last year we always said yeah once he gets through spring training he'll be fine ah he needs a few more pitches he'll be fine now he doesn't have that room for people talking about that because no. after that disaster we called last season and now he's come up and he's looking in shape and his beard's thicker and whatever and he throws a, a tomato can like he did yeah he's going to get lots of lots of people being skeptical but i say give him a few more starts because um I mean, a few more times before we judge because the good thing about it is that his velocity and that kind of stuff is up or even higher yeah. than it was in his supposedly prime. So those are the main things that you look for. Well, he's young. I hope this is still his prime. Oh, of course it is. He's only 25. And the thing is, you got to remember, too, is he's had to learn to adjust to uh, a lot of pitchers. Do which, Have you seen around the league? If you look at it, there's a little... Uh, a threat of inconsistency in the fact that these guys didn't adjust to the shot to the pitch clock as quick as some others. So you know what I mean? So if you go back and check Manoa, I did not realize what of a slow a bit of a slow pitcher that he was. Sure. So like um he was trying to tighten up without having his command or his control. Uh got frustrated. We know the rest, but I'm I'm saying it's only one outing. You know what I mean? If I got a guy like Nate Pearson, do you see his first outing? Or a couple of our relievers that are supposed to be there, like like Amy Garcia and a couple of these boys that well, are supposed Nate to be Pearson, there. Well, Nate Pearson, I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith in him. Oh, I've, really? Because you've seen his first outing, I guess. Even him before coming into this season, like the, you know, he's been touted as one of our top prospects. You can only be touted as he, one of our top, okay. top he, prospects he went, let, for so long before I start to no, wonder no, no, mm, no, what's no, really no, going no. on here. Okay, well, you know what? If someone offers me a bag, of, uh, an extra base, and some used gloves for him during spring training, I'm making the move. Let's look. Ooh. This is okay. Look at. Here's what happened, okay? If he doesn't know, he scares me more than Manoa in this way. He was Manoa five years ago. Then he had the arm problem. Then he brought him back. He was supposed to come in. He had more arm problems. Then we said we could move him into the reliever role. So he came in and looked like he had the stuff to be the guy that could be the closer. His arm fell off again. Still couldn't get his act together. Now can he give us a couple of eat-up innings? He did it once, did it twice. It got shelled again. Now, like you said... We can't wait for that anymore because eventually comes that contract. We got to pay him because he's about 24, 25 now, right? Yeah, he's not. Or how many years? Yeah. And they, they got to do something with him. Either they got to farm him out and nobody takes him or 
your career is over, unfortunately. But he, I, I'd be more worried about him because he was the guy who was supposed to have the big arm, remember? Yeah, but again, this is starter versus reliever, though, right? Well, that was then. But I'm saying back in the day, he was Manoa in that he was supposed to be the big starter. Just Sure, like, but, that, but that's, that's in the past, though. Okay, so are we supposed to be worried that that Tandeman guy hasn't started? Tiedemann? Yeah, with because of the hamstring. Are we worried about him yet? I'm getting a little worried. I think it's way too early. I think it's well. I'm worried about the guys that are supposed to be. Now let's put it this you way: you just you're worried though that he's going to be a step behind. That's the problem. Well, okay, right? I agree. But I mean, there's a difference if you're a starter than a reliever, which you, you I'm, I'm glad you brought up astutely. My thing is this: the great thing, the only thing about doing this on. Leap day, February 29th, 2024, is we get an extra, we got a shorter span between our last show, but we got a little bit longer span till we get back next weekend, correct? Sure. So that's going to extend the amount of cactus fruit games that are grapefruit league grapefruit. games that we're going to see so we'll have a greater understanding of who's doing what and why right. and they're going to start dropping guys down to the like triple a and here there as it gets along because they got to tighten it up right so what worries me is i'm sometimes i hope it's guys working on pitches that don't work and that's why they're getting smacked or they're just stretching their arms out and they don't care so if a guy gets a few hits they're just getting loose you know pitchers say that all the time but i think in 10 days from now we'll have a better read or vibe I hope and uh, I'm, I'm praying for Manoa what's starting to worry me about this team more than anything well one is- thing about Manoa I just wanted to bring up before we move past the subject is if this does continue to be an issue which very well may be knowing Manoa's recent history has been and, and I want I don't want you to answer this question now this is like something to keep in mind for the future did he lose too much weight because it's a comfort thing. CC Sabathia brought it up best. When he lost weight, he said he threw the ball over the bark. Exactly. He went, back, he went back to the barbecue and everything worked out fine. Okay, so we that's we can't answer that question. That's what I'm saying. We might even have a better understanding in 10 days. Because you know what happens? You know what? He can't be... Obviously, let's look at the Blue Jays. Even though they've done some really weird shit um, over this offseason, we have to look at it this way, Okay. I can't believe that they had Manoa penciled in as one of our five starters, for starters. He should be like a prospect or a project because we don't know. He just farmed out completely last year. So when you're coming into the season you, with that many question marks, you think, yeah, okay, well, we know Manoa is going to be another five starter. Did you think like that at the end of last season? You automatically had him penned in? We I had- mean, you would hope. No, I didn't. <laughs> I hope that he'd come in and make the team because he's on a make-the-team basis right now. And where is he at? His first outing. Well, to make the team, he's going to be a starter. You're not going to put him in the pen. Okay, but I'm saying that Casey doesn't. We've already got five guys that can start, correct? Don't we not? Well, now that Tiedemann's kind of like... Well, no. uh, Who else do we have? Don't we have five already? No. Tiedemann would be our sixth. Manoa's our number five. Oh, that's right. But we got one more kid, too. What's his name that's coming up? They might push him. I just seen him today. But that doesn't matter. We'll, we'll know in the 10 days. Sure. We'll have a lot more to take a look at what's going to go on. What's concerning me more about this team and baseball in general is let's just take a look at why do we have to hear so much about we've got a new view about this team. If we all get better, then we will be better as a team. If we got this in the in the clubhouse, we'll be better as a team. Now, I remember sometimes last year on this show, I said, sometimes I think the clubhouse smells. Yes. Okay, yes. and then they said, well, what about performance? What about people getting along? Now, I've heard Springer, Guerrero, Justin Turner's coming in. He was great on one of the shows this week talking about just staying around and hanging out with the guys and seeing how they feel and stuff like that. He was like on that. Overdrive, right? Yeah, it was on yeah. Overdrive, yeah. So he, that's what it was. And he, we, we, it was a great – like his take on baseball is amazing, by the way. 
And it's all uh, listen to that. And and the way that he is about baseball. But what does that tell you? That told you that maybe we were right. If these little things that they say they had to change in the clubhouse, we could see it going out on the field. So we're not saying that we're experts, but I mean, I've been watching baseball for 50 years. I know what I could see. Well, you don't have to be an expert to read body language in the, oh, in the dugout. Oh, exactly. And who's sitting by who and the separation between players and then the lack of concentration and then the base running errors because nobody's focused. And maybe the focus is in the uh, press box and not in the dugout because Schneider's got his hands tied. Like, Guerrero, do you got to tell me you got to play like you're 20 in 2021? Just go out and do it. I think that the leader of this team is still bow and everything that he's had to say and including something i heard springer had to say is most important to me and that's this clean up the bullshit and let's play baseball that's what it boils down mm -hmm. to and i'm thinking the thing that the toronto blue jays have to, to, to work on which we we're just discussing which is um um makes you nervous is the fact that um the, it's pitching is supposed to be the name of the game and i think i said this stat just on the weekend i'll remind everybody they just had the mlb power rankings the top 10. Do you know who's in the top 10? The Blue Jays. They're number 10. But you know there's three. Can you put uh, your phone on silent, by the way? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> doing it. it usually doesn't do that. I've turned it off. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, that's how much respect I have for it. And anyways, like I said, and I don't understand the power rankings, okay? I don't understand them sometimes because they're ranked. What's the Yankees' rotation? It doesn't even look close to ours. They didn't make the playoffs last year, and they're ranked higher than us in the power rankings. That a good offseason. Well, that's what they're saying, but so it's all based on potential, right? So the potential of our guys to well, play. Well, that's all you can really do, do for your first uh, power ranking, right? You have nothing else to really go off of. Well, that's why I'm saying. Which I've is why got, I don't like doing power rankings early in the season, which we have not to our credit. Okay, thank you. But that's what I'm saying. And the first one that came out, there's there's four teams from the American League East in the top ten. And we were which number makes four. sense. Oh, because I'd say Baltimore should be there, but why is Tampa Bay to be in there? Respect. Okay, well, well, you don't get respect when we're at number 10, so right, that's as much that's respect the, that we yeah. should get. Okay, I'll put it that way. But I'm saying I don't think that things are completely done here, and, and I'm still of the belief that um, I wouldn't be surprised if Chapman ends up at third base for us. That's not over. And here's the other thing that's starting I'm to change the base up. And I love to hear this because Tony Kornheiser said it when he was talking about when Bellinger signed, which we'll get to in a second as he goes. Um, is it true that uh, Scott Boris could be the devil? I absolutely love that statement because what happens is we now know that these contracts are being pushed by Boris at unbelievable levels at guys at the interim of their careers. Like none of these guys are super young. When you look at them all, yeah. Bellinger, Chapman, um, Snell, they're all what? They're all in At least 30. They're, they're, yeah, okay. And they're all looking for long-term big money. Like Bellinger's contract, what we'll talk about in a second, like he, they're starting at 150 for that guy. So what's Chapman asking? A hun? <sighs> I mean, yeah. I heard. I still heard that the, the Toronto Blue Jays gave him a significant offer. Like, they forgot about the – because at the end of the season, there were some things said in-house why Schneider's gone and a couple other guys. Like, some things were said, uh, got a little ugly in the dugout, and maybe Chapman said some things louder than everybody else, and maybe that's why they're never going to sign him to bring him back in the house. Possibly. You know what I'm saying? But, but – I mean, if they're offering him contracts, I mean, I guess the door's not completely closed. That's but. what I'm saying, okay? So I, I, would you take him back? Here's the thing. It's like I've talked to people, oh, why do we want him? You can't do this or that. I'm going to remind – You need someone to play third base. It's a lot better and, than – And I'm going to keep telling people – you, if you take away him at third base and they have a revolving door – 
It's going to affect the ERA of every starter on yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays. That's what I'm going to say. The History problem is his bat, though. Me. That's the thing, right? Well, you know what he does has to do is, like I said, my same theory from the last show, and I'm not okay. I'm not going to jack it up, but I want three percent better from everybody. That's, that's still Dalton Varsho. That's, 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 that's Kermeyer. That's Guerrero. That's Bichette could have 3% more, and that's in don't be injured so much and play more games because he still missed, what, his 20 games last year, 25 games he missed? But I don't think Springer's going to – if anything, Springer's going to be projecting downwards. You okay, but, I mean, he can get a few more DH guys if we can have those guys that can rotate because one thing you've heard Justin Turner say goes, we've got a million guys that can play infield, outfield, which is great. You know what I mean? Because uh, what's his name? Our buddy that played second base with the glasses? Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. He's been playing a lot of left – every time I turn to the TV, he's in left field. That doesn't make sense. Well, that's because they want to put that guy we got from the Yankees at second base because we're smart enough to realize we don't want to take that much defense away from our pitching. That's my theory. I'm not saying that that's practical because we don't have enough offense to begin with. The problem is you're taking defense away from your outfield like that, too. It's... Well, I'm just saying there's that no the, perfect solution, which really has me worried about this Jay season. Oh, that's you named it right there. I, you I hit the nail on the head. But I'm saying this is that we got 150 games out of Springer last year. Yeah. And with his injury history, that's that was like, wow, we got it because we only got 130 some out of him. The but his first production season. wasn't that great. That's the yeah, thing. it was it was his lowest since his rookie season. So what I'm saying is that we'll give him a little more DH time. We rotate the guys around once in a while. However, it all is based on this. But yeah, but the thing is, though, if you're giving him DH time, that's at bats you're taking away from either Vladdy or Justin Turner. So Turner says he'll go out and get spell a guy at first or whatever. Well, well, I don't know how they're going to work it out. But let's talk about after 20 games. The 20 game barometer will tell us where we're at. And if we're not playing defense, the pitchers are going to be pissed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, I think it's going to be a 500 season for the Blue Jays. I hate to say it, but okay, 81 so, 81, that's what I'm thinking. I'm hoping they do a little bit more. But um, anyways, one of the things that has come up before we get away from baseball is the fact that they uh, really quickly here is, do you think that there should be a signing deadline in, the, in Major League Baseball? Uh, now, there's not really one in the other sports, but there kind of is because there's a salary cap. So everybody knows they've got to do it, okay? so Well, that's why I'm thinking that, like, with the next CBA, I brought this up before, the MLB will definitely have a salary cap. Never. 100%. I, I 100%. Don't, uh, you think so? I don't, 100%. I, I think it'll be the weakest salary cap, and I think it'll be a salary cap in name only. This is God I think it's going to be closer America. to the NBAs than the NHLs. I think it's going to be like the original NBA one, which was so loose and wide open, or really wasn't. I mean, a gap. the NBA one is already pretty loose. Okay, but, but I mean, now they've tightened it up twice. If you go back when they first put the salary cap in the NBA, that was loose. Like in the eighties. Yeah, that yeah. was looser than loose. Okay, I get it. I think that's as far as. But it's something has to be done. Well, I think they're already doing it now by they're saying f you to Boris and these guys. The contract. I think that's a long-term solution, though. So what it's saying is we have a situation where they're signing a lot of young guys that have potential to a little less money but earlier in their career. Yes. And they're not going those guys that are mid-career giving them those mad contracts. So obviously somebody went into a room and sat down and says, how are we handling this, boys? And if you look around the MLB, which is a copycat league like every other league, we are seeing this coming to fruition. Yeah. Because how many young guys have been signed by how many teams and how many good players are still sitting out there? Yeah. People don't realize there's a bucket load. I think it's about 25 guys. That would either be starters or regulars or a piece of a rotation or bullpen sitting on the market as we speak and no one's touching them. 
And what's the date today? Oh, yeah. February 29th. The leap year day, which I'm glad I'm here to say because that's, I think you're right. Something's got to shake, but what's it going to be? So they don't have an MLB signing date? I, again, but like you're just, I don't think that's a good date. solution either. Okay, like, so guys, leave guys to hang because here's the yeah, theory that's I have. problem. Had. Here's, here's the theory I heard, and I thought this was amazing. You have to have it. You've got to sign your free agents by the time the winter me- meetings are done. That's December. You're six no, weeks. No, that's in. too long. That's, that's not enough time. Okay, so we go January 1st, okay? No. Okay, so when do <laughs> you want to go? February 1st? At least until the start of spring. No, no, actually, I take that back. No, no signing deadline. That's ridiculous. Okay, because that protects the players. Yeah. That's all it does. So if we want to have some salary cap, then you're going to you're gonna be um, contradicting yourself in this way. Because the owners are going, we do want to have a signing one so that we can determine what we could do with our budgets when these guys like Boris are jacking us around. So let's look at it this way. That's how I'm seeing it. Now, I don't think it's going to come to fruition. I think you're right. Okay, like you just said, throw it out the window, forget about it. That's what I think is going to happen in this way. The proposal was, you got till. You don't like the date. So they said... I don't think it benefits anyone, team or players. Oh, I think it does. I think, no, this it, way. It, it, it handicaps you. I, I think Who it does put, it handicap? It handicaps the players, not the owners. That's I think it think. handicaps the team as well. Because like, all of a sudden you're putting like a, like a arbitrary deadline in place for you to fix up your team. Well, it's a lot more complicated than that. Okay, I'm not saying it's not. But okay, so when you don't have this bananas bullshit that's happening here right now with all these players out there, what do you do? I kind of like this in a weird kind of 1984 FU kind of way. Is this, let's just have a random date. January 15th. Okay. That's the end of your free agent signing. Whatever you want to sign a guy for. If you do not sign him by January 15th, every other player that gets signed after January 15th only gets a one-year contract. And then we start the cycle over again next year again, because that's, that that's means, an arbitrary thing. I don't oh, like I think that's a balance for the players and the owners because you can't. You're never. Neither side would agree to that. I think the owners would because it's all players oriented now. So he brought a couple of these things up, and the the players again, said, uh, "No, I think you're handicapping the GMs." The GM brought it forward. They said they would deal with this. The MLB, the, the union, did not answer. And the last one that I've just talked about, yeah. when that got put on the table. They got no reply from the, from the players. No reply. So well, what does that go. tell you? Players want it both ways. We want to have the ability to get the long contract, but we want to do it with in with the way that we want to do it. And the owners are going, we got to worry about things like TV contracts, product, schedule, blah, 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 who we marketing, all that well, that's kind why of salary cap's the answer. I don't think we'll ever have a salad crap in baseball. It's going to happen really next C- CBA. You watch. Okay. Well, that's the argument here at the house that happens. Is there anything else we want? There's one other uh, thing. Uh, I think we covered it all, basically. I uh, just want to give. One, no, wait. Sh- one, one more. Yeah. Before we do that, as we were talking about my 3% increase in everyone in the Blue Jays, here's a little statistic. Would you take this? And this is why I'll say the Jays will get better offensively. I will take Vladimir Guerrero hitting 35 home runs. As long as he bats over 300. Of course you take that. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. What did he hit last year? How many home runs? Did he hit 35 home runs? Well, he had like 25. Whatever the case may be. Is he capable of 35 home runs? Of course he's capable. So that's my final point on the Blue Jays. So I want Kormeyer to do a little less than what Vladdy does, but a little more than what he did. I want Varsho to hit 25. That's not no, that. the one I'm worried about. Okay, well, that's, that's if they Plus all he, pick he, it up, Kurt has his season like he did before. 
Biggio's going to have to pick up wherever he well, he's, goes. Well, he's another one I'm worried about. He's he, never he's hit for got, average. Okay. Davis Schneider, are we going to be able to see production oh, from him over a full season? That, that's another big question that's, mark. So, George uh, Springer, how's he going to project this year? 3% is all I'm asking from every guy on the team. I'm not asking for five because you're right. You said I was pushing it and trying to really stress these guys out before the season started. I'd say even this group, 3% is... But if they were to get 3% increase on everything they did, that would be enough offense for them to compete with the present pitching staff the way it's presently constructed, and they'll be able to maintain some modicum of the same defense they had last year, which is one of the reasons that they still were able to make the playoffs. Because you got to still play D. Of course. Okay, so that's how I'm looking at the Jays. Is that the most positive vote like we could take? <laughs> or here's the other option. Last place in the American League East. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. Because I think the Red Sox are going to be better than people give them credit oh, for this year. Oh, I do, too. I do, too. I think they made enough moves. But when our preseason baseball extravaganza comes, we will discuss all that when the time comes. Anything uh, else you'd like to yell uh, about baseball? We, but... we just want to show some love oh, to yeah. Eric Swanson and his family. His uh, four-year-old son, Toby, got hit by a car. Uh, Swanson left the team to be with his family, but thankfully his son is in stable condition, so we wish him a speedy recovery. All the positive vibes... Uh, likings, prayers, or whatever it is that you do to make something feel better for somebody else, we wish extend to you, young Toby Swanson. Grew up to be a big, strong kid. You know what I mean? Just yeah. tells you how quickly life changes, people. Life is valuable. Good luck, Toby. Good luck to you, Eric Swanson. Big shout-out from the house that happens. And uh, we also want to mention the Fanatics uniforms. Like I predicted, the players already a little Revolting. bit unhappy. Revolting. And you know what? Some of the late-night comedians are starting to make a little bit of jokes on it, but that's because they're taking it to next level, okay, with the see-through things. But then they're always showing the part where you can see the label yeah. from one part of the uniform through the other and then make jokes with the whole whatever you want to take it, body, bullshit, whatever. But, yeah, I, I wasn't really paying attention to it as much as you were until I seen on LBV Networks the other day and guys were talking about it, and I went, ooh, this is a little bit more... Than I originally thought. And it's a little bit of a view into the crystal ball into one of our favorites here at the House That Happens, the NHL. Oh, yes. Here we go. So big topic of discussion this week is fighting in hockey. Has it been on the rise? Although the numbers this season say no over the long haul. Like uh, the projections is that we're actually going to finish about 50 or so fights less than last season, which saw a slight uptick from the season before. It has been a crazy week, but that's just because... Matt Rempe, the rookie on the Rangers, has made it his goal to fight just about everyone in the league. He's gotten some nice black eyes out of it, too. I saw the one, uh, the, yes. the Oliver in yes. Columbus. Yes, okay. So let, let, but the one against Philly, that was the, that oh was yeah. the fight. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, a, that was a pay-per-view. Okay. In any event, I was the one that put this forward because we've had talks over the years about hockey's fighting's place in hockey, okay? And I'm of the belief that I've said I don't think fighting should ever be taken out of hockey. Okay, I'm still going to go there because hockey's got to police itself. But something I think that's bullshit, but... Okay, then you tell me why. And I'm going to give the you... The refs should be policing the game. That's their job. Okay, well, <laughs> it never works out that way in hockey. I'm gonna, and, and we got a myriad of reasons why we could discuss it. Eye but the I Sky Referee it. would fix a lot. What's that? The Eye in the Sky Referee. Have a video okay, ref upstairs. If you, that would fix if, a lot. If that, that's going to do it. But I think sometimes shit happens... Where it's instantaneous. Now let's get away from because you know what I'm seeing more stage fighting. So when you sent me that 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 thing about fights in the NHL, here's how I graded them. Bullshit. You're having a stage fight in the first ten minutes of the first period because they tell you when the fight is. 
Ten for ten minutes of the first period. That's a stage fight. That's probably bullshit. The guy didn't like you from the last game, Glowery, Uyghur. There's a bunch of guys, but I'll talk about that in a minute. So that makes me go, that's the part of the game you don't like. I don't like that either because that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. If you're squaring off at the first ten minutes of the first period, guess what? That's a stage fight. That's the part we don't need to get in the game. Agreed? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, let me just I kind of like solidify my point here. Not that I want fighting. You're never going to get rid of fighting completely in any in sport and let alone no. like any professional sport right it should be a game misconduct not a five minute major i will hold firm on that so it means you don't get the power play you're out of the game if you oh. fight oh okay not a five minute major oh like out of the uh, game okay uh, that's uh, you're you're rough you're younger than me i'm not seeing i'm the guy that's trying to point out where we're going oh, we're talking this. about player safety well I'm, I'm, stuff, getting, right? I'm getting there so now i'm starting to say that okay this guy's come in here and okay now a lot of the fights that i see that look legit to me are the ones in the somehow in the second period because somebody did somebody to something else and something had to be handled Okay, so I get those fights. Like if you somebody you got your back to you and they drill you into the boards from behind. Yeah. I'm come I'm a hey, motherfucker, you can't do that. Now we have a problem. So we're gonna solve it. The ref has no time to solve it. He's already calling the penalty. But right. we gotta deal with you guy. You can't get away with that. That's what I'm saying, I'll go there. And the other fights that I always see if you check the diamond on that is the last five minutes of the third period, and you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Garbage time, yeah. You got it. So it, you, if you really, because I checked it, I'm glad you sent me that site. But I just hockeyfights.com. Yeah, and yeah. so then I started looking at the times of the fights, looking at the principals who were fighting in it. Because here's the real problem, which um, I forgot who I read or brought this up. So let's think about this: college fight, college hockey banned fighting. Most of the junior hockey leagues. Banned. Not in Ontario, though, is it? I think they're trending that way, but which the I w think they should be. But the WCL, w WHL, WHL, they don't, they still got fighting in there. Quebec is the one that banned it first. Okay, though, yeah, yeah, because that's Quebec. That's another story. Well, okay. no, nah, <laughs> leave, leave that, like, that out of it. Like, okay. These are young men. Okay, agreed. And, and we, then we're we, talking about head trauma, which okay. is very serious. Okay, I'm going to give you that, too. But here's the deal now. So where is this guy going to learn to fight? He doesn't. So the problem with this Rempe guy is the medias are b blowing this thing up. Oh, and this is a New York City thing. This is like Vinsanity or something. You got a guy come in from the wild, wild west, and he's going to fight everybody. He's John Wayne, John Cassavetes, and Charles Bronson rolled into one. <laughs> but here's the problem with the guy. When you've never learned to fight on the way up, you got guys in the league that have got some crafty thing about fighting. Now, let's just take a look at this list here. Lowry from the Jets. Reeves from Toronto. Perry, who now plays for the Oilers. Uyghur, who plays for Calgary. And my boy, Aberjackie. All you of always brutalize his name. Okay, whatever. Jack <laughs> guy. Jack guy, whatever. He knows I'm, uh, yeah, I love the guy. My point is this. Those guys don't look to fight every game. I mean, you can't. You're not going to survive in the league. Thank you very much. So I'm thinking what the media should be doing is curbing the narrative that way to slow the kid down because it's proved with Toronto this year that if you have a guy on your team that thinks he's just going to be there for fighting, that's ridiculous because he's not a viable strength on your team and he's going to be a liability eventually. The kid's six foot six. He can skate. He can storm the net. Yeah. Shouldn't we be doing... The new media, because everyone loving the fights, bro. Remember we said, how do we get it out of here? How do we take it out of here? Every outlet everywhere I seen was excited about the fighting. And that just made me go, really? Well, it's a marketing really? tool. 
Yeah, but if we're talking about player safety and all this stuff that you discussed, there's a huge oxymoronic systemic bullshit thing going on here in fighting. So let's just admit it. We at the house that happened are not fooled. Is that right. what we're going to say? We're going to say we're not fooled. But I'm like I said, I'm still not going to be a hypocrite. I do believe that there's, as I just explained, why there would be a fight in that situation. All the other situations are bullshit. You know what I mean? How many times do I text you and I go, oh, look at this. Four goal lead, three minutes left. Mr. Milani, guess what's happening in the hockey game right now? And some guys frustrated, some guys mad, so they got to scrap there, and then they get the chance to do it, which is bullshit. Right. Bullshit. You know what I mean? But I think it's really weird, even though the level of fighting is supposedly have gone down this year, the hype in the last month about fighting, especially with this kid coming into the league, is insane. Sure. Insane, don't you think? And, and now it's the media is driving it. So the next time one of those MOs, mothers, Fs, Say one word about player safety, and I'm taking receipts. I'm going to start freaking emailing them or Twittering them or texting them, whatever I got to do. And I'm watching names for a lot of people out there that cried, this is a bad thing. Shouldn't be fighting in hockey. They're taking out the juniors. They don't fight in college. What's going on in the NHL? Did you see the game last night? It was excellent. Even had fights in it. That's the same guy. Well, also, it's the guys that same guy. can't hit guys to the head but like in the game, but like, oh, you punch a guy in the head repeatedly. That's fine. <laughs> that's what I'm getting that, at. That's my big problem with fighting in hockey, too. Okay, well, that's a great point because that's what I'm getting at. The people that are driving it in the media, especially in the New York media when we were talking about this, make me crazy because you, if, you, if you were, okay, like, I got your stance on fighting. You have not wavered. Okay, maybe I've wavered here and just saying, well, this is the way it's got to be, but I don't think so. What I'm doing is more pointing out the fact that don't take me for a fool. Don't tell me on this day, it's Tuesday, this is what you believe in player safety. And on Thursday, you say, did you see that fight last night? The guy got his face punched in. That was amazing. Great part of the hockey game. Then I go, wait a second here, people. I'm, not, I'm here for the highest level of competition, and I hope it doesn't get interfered by with fights. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. That's what we want. Ultimately, is that what we want? Sure. Ain't going to happen. Well, with the more and more <laughs> skill guys come into the league, the less fighting is going to be, like the less prominent fighting is going to be in the league. Do you think? That's a fact. Well, I think that should the be players going are there anyway. smaller and they have less and less business fighting. Oh, I think that the smaller thing, the pendulum's coming back. You think I, so? Oh, yeah, I think that's coming back. I just look at the back end of the Las Vegas uh, six defensemen that won the Stanley Cup, and I'm going, well, you know... I still well, hold yet. on though. That, that, that how many of those guys are there to go around though? Everybody's looking for him. What's the size of this oh, guy that go. came into the league? What's this rampy guy that's causing all the fights? What's his height again? Yeah, but how long do you think he's gonna really gonna stick around for? I'm thinking if he goes up and down, he can skate. He skates. He's young. He's big. He's strong. Just go up and down your wing, play defense, and storm the front of the net. We'll we can see. all use those guys. Now I'm on your side. If this guy's here in 20 games, wow. He's he's done himself. Well, and also, like those these kind of guys like him, kind of are treated as disposable in the league. That's as well. what I'm saying. So he, the like, kid should be smart enough. Okay, you had your fight, you made your reputation. Now let's play hockey. Sure. You know what? I'm going to go with that. Right. And now, instead of going to hockey, one of the themes this week that we've discussed off camera is the scheduled loss. I love the way you open the show with that because if there was ever a scheduled loss. In this the season 2024, 
It was the Toronto Maple Leafs coming home from the most successful oh, yes. road trip that they've had in a long time. Sleeping in their own beds. Girlfriend showed up. Wife's hungry. Favorite restaurant. Kids got you up in the morning for the cartoons. Walking the dog. And then let's go play a game. Oh, whoops. whoops. You called it too early. You said the scheduled loss would be in Vegas. That's what I thought. Yes, I would. But it came the other way. It still came around. Yes, it it still came around in a weird kind of a way. It's not work, so because it was going to be, like I said, I could have been there, but then it happened when they got it home, which is so bizarre. But that, you know? that's so common in the NHL. Teams come home from that long road trip, especially if it's a successful road trip. That first game back home. How often they, they is it say a loss basketball a is worse. I've heard. Like if yeah. the team goes away on a five-game road trip and they come home, they go pencil out when it is a loss, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of insane. Not long. Like okay, if you go two games and come home, two games and come home. That's it's different. Those, but those but like going west coast back to the east coast kind of deal. Oh yeah, yeah. every time like in, in in both of the leagues. But you know what? That's not take away from the fact that. Do your Toronto Maple Leafs have a new identity? Yes, they, they do. do. Okay. So what's the situation now? Let's bring up a few Leaf things now that we're here because it's my second favorite thing to talk about besides walking my dog and picking up his feces. However, hey, come okay. On. Well, I'm just be nice to the team that you had no belief in beating Colorado on okay, Saturday. Okay, there you go. But I'm going to put it this way: fantastic game, by the oh, way. Oh, excellent! Most excellent. Both of those games were good, by the way. The weekend games were good. But what I'm saying is that. Um, the weird dichotomy is the Riley situation. How so? You got six guys that play um, defense on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and everyone shoots left. Everyone except for Lilligren. Okay, and he's out tonight. Well, he was out, yeah. He, okay, he's out. So oh, he's out tonight again, yeah, too. Okay, okay, so there's six guys there. What that has done is it showed that some guys should be playing on the other side in a weird way, especially your buddy <laughs> oh, Brody. TJ Brody, yeah. He's, he's a revelation. So... Um, I think that how they're working Riley in as we're going to be there, Riley's going to have to accept the fact that he's going to get his minutes because of his offensive prowess. Yeah. But there's going to be times he's going to be on the ice, maybe not. Like now, you know, we're, like I think it's about Tavares is down there. Domi's showing he can skate faster with Nylander, so maybe it's better there. Tavares is not that fast kind of deal. So these adjustments, I says, have changed the identity of Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think that they could now be like um, Boston's faltering. It's little. Yeah, I don't know I'm if they gonna, can I'm catch him. I'm not going to count them dead. Yet. Nah, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Can the Leafs catch Boston? I'm not going to say definitive no. It's a stretch. I'll it is. It's a big stretch. So you think that Florida, well, we'll, we'll get there in a minute. But because um, now Florida is good. Oh, yeah, they're moving right along. But what I'm saying is now we're getting down to that 20 games left. Okay. So by the time that we have a show the next time, the trade deadline will be over too. Yes, it will be. Okay, so what I'm going to get at is I'm going to be a firm believer in this, and we brought it up last time, so let's nail this to the cross right now. I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to make little to no changes on the trade deadline because the main guy they could have taken is Tanif as a rental. But if you want to get Hannafin from Calgary now, who is the number one guy, unless they're going to take the young guy from San Jose, which I don't think they're going to – San Jose be stupid young to give him up. Young guy in San Jose. Or whatever. There's that defenseman in San Jose, is it, or Anaheim? One of those two teams. Lebushkin on is that, Anaheim. Is that what he's yeah. – yeah, I don't think he's moving. It would be stupid for them to move him. Because you're I always think they will move him. You think they will? Yeah, because he's not that like uh, that high end guy. I mean, if you can trade him at the deadline, why wouldn't you to earn a couple so you're gonna, draft picks? Okay, so okay, so you think you can replace him as easy, easier that he's in that thing, which I'll talk about Montreal in a minute. What's easier? Yeah, it's to not like he's a top four D. Right? Okay, so anyways, my belief is this: that, that wholesale change last year wasn't enough for Toronto. wasn't worth it to them. Uh, me personally, looking at it back, was it really worth the one? series win it was good psychologically for the fan base and for the yeah. team but you expected to go farther 
I'm expecting. Sure, yeah, uh, you expect it to be able to beat Florida. Okay, sure. okay. So now I'm saying to this much. Here's my belief. I think they're gonna go further this year because they're not gonna make those dramatic changes at the deadline. They know what they got. They've just got a decent. Easier said than done. Decent sample You're size. You're already saying they're gonna beat Boston and Florida. I hope That's they, they beat go Boston, through. man. I hate those guys so much. I hope so they beat Florida. Much. I want them to punch Nick Cousins in the freaking face. Okay, well, Biggest we'll, rat in the league. Oh, I'm not saying he's not. Do you, you see don't like some fighting. of the highlights? Oh, he's ruthless. Oh, do it with the glove on. It's okay. Yeah. He, won't get a, he won't get the major. Okay, there it's you go. It's the NHL. Okay. Um, but, like, oh, my God. Some of the, the we'll call them lowlights this week. He goes oh, down yeah. like he's hurt, and then he gets up right away. Like, oh, what yeah. A, no, he's like a dirty. WWE not guy now. He's Oh, my God. I thought Marshan was bad. This guy's giving him, like. Well, he went to the Marshan school. <laughs> Being he, a vermin. Being a vermin. He got a PhD. Oh, uh, He's teaching he the class now. But I mean, and it doesn't matter when you're thinking about what I'm saying here is that is Toronto's going to have to beat Boston or they're going to have to beat uh, Florida anyway. So let's get it on. It's time to get down. You never heard of Soul Train? That's what you do. <laughs> I know of Soul Train, okay, yes. Let's get it on. It's time to get down. That's what's going to be the theme for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I'm saying they got a bigger sample size now. To show that if the team plays this way, now there's going to be some interesting things when guys come back from injury or not, because you're going to have to decide who are the guys that have the intestinal fortitude to play the type of hockey that you need to be played in the playoffs. I was thinking about this. So I was thinking day one, as it stands now, game one of the playoffs, I think I'd have Mark Giordano as a healthy scratch. Oh, 100%. And yeah. See how it goes. Okay, I agree. I agree. Because just for the speed factor alone, with, oh, you, granted, Okay, yeah. so if you guys play six lefties... You, you, well, Lilligren's going to be on the team, you would think. I hope then. he's going to be back, and I think yeah. he's going to be tough enough to get their way through it. But I'm saying this is how you get stronger now, because what you're doing is you're not going to change the dynamic in the dressing room either. Like, you can, like I'm saying, if you get a depth piece or that extra defenseman, like, for example, say somehow you guys stole Savard from Montreal. That kind happen. of piece. I, I I'm not Montreal's saying gonna, that. I don't, I don't think Montreal's going to train him, to be honest. Okay, well, anyways, we're just talking hypothetically. Sure. A, a Savard-type defenseman Fine. on your team or a Ar 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 Armia. Like a, okay, Labushkin yeah, would be a I good think, sub. That's yeah. the type of guy. Or, or an Ar Armia-type forward in the facts. I'm not saying it's I Armia, would, uh, but I'm saying a guy I, that played two ways. A guy that could help still kill penalties. He's I, strong I in the forward check, and that's all you'll need If I'm the Leafs, I wouldn't even make a trade for another forward. I think I don't think they need it because, either. Because especially with the, like, don't forget, Cal Yarncroke has been out of the lineup for a while. When he comes back, I think he's knocking Nick Robertson out of the lineup. I think that's going to be a mistake. But you can't play Robertson on the fourth line. I well, think that's then, a mistake. Then, oh, maybe so, but then you're going to have to make look him in there because I think that you're I right. Because I think McMahon, Tavares, Yarncrow could be a killer third line. Okay, but that, I don't know because I think that Robertson's getting a bad rap on this team. He tries every shift. I, agree. I notice him every but game, like, uh, but they don't use him right. That's my but, opinion. But who are you taking out of the lineup for him? That's I the don't question. know. One of That's the fourth the liners, and then let them fight for that spot in the no, third man, line. No, he's I don't not know. a fourth line guy. I don't think he fits with like Camp and Reeves and uh, whoever they decide. How much to play time there. is Reeves going to be playing in the playoffs? Did he open the first game? As it stands now, I think he would be. You think so? Yeah. Either way, because you'd want that first game, whatever. I'm thinking, I would think the opposite. I would like to know because... If he, if he keeps playing well like he is right he's now... He hasn't been bad. I'm not saying he hasn't been bad. You know what I mean? He he's been a lot more 40s. effective than he was in the oh, first half of the season. Oh, 100%. But I mean, that's just... I, he's hurting. skating hard. You know, he's like he's looks his stride looks a lot better than it was earlier But I, word around the campfire is that he sticks around for skating. Like, he's power skating every day. Well, good for and him. Yes. Good well, him. that's that's part of your job. If you know this is what you got to do. Like, if you go down to the Etobicoke place there, you know, where they practice down there. Well, if you're going to say to the yeah. media, like, hey, I'm good to go... 
then you better be good to go, right? Oh, exactly. So what so I'm, I'm saying... So I'm glad he's uh, keeping himself accountable. So we won't be here at the trade deadline, so I'm going to put it to you this way. I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs should not make very many moves unless it's a Don't trade win. their first-round pick. Don't trade your first-round pick. And here's what you're going to have to do, too, because I heard it yesterday from two of your big insiders one being Elliot I hate that term by the way what, insiders the reporters yeah whatever it's just it's just whatever they're, they're just guessing because they they're went out for good beers reporters. Okay. <laughs> yes okay but what they do is they just go for beers with the right guys or they got the right guy on their cell phone well that's part of the job of course if, yeah. you, if you can cultivate those relationships that's the way it's supposed to be but I think it was Elliot Freeman and who was the other was it Dreger or or either way well two any two of those big guys are all saying that Toronto might carry the roster spot might be the extra goalie and do that right through the first round of the playoffs. Well, no, it's not interesting. I'm trying to think of it right now. It's Yankroft could stay injured, but I don't think they'd take that chance if they get him back so in the either. lineup. But anyways, they're saying that the Leafs are going to have to do some hanky panky. But do they still claim them off waivers if the playoffs comes? Like now, okay, now. Well, what happens seasons, is once your farm team gets eliminated, it becomes one roster, and the Marlies are like. Kind of and this uh, year, so, so an early yeah. plan of things that could be in the cards for them, which I think would benefit the Leafs because you wouldn't have to worry about waivers and all that, right? Just all your guys that are on NHL de deals are just they're just there. They're just the there. So the and so that means that would put uh, Martin Jones there too, right? Absolutely. Okay, because that's what I think they're saying they're going to wait because for the rest of the year because word around the campfire is like I'm telling you, bro, he will not clear waivers. You know, and let's maybe, see, and maybe I, not. You're you're pretty adamant that he would he would. I'm saying no. I've heard too much. New chatter. Jersey's the only team that I'd be really worried about. Yeah, I heard a couple of people say they put him in their back pocket because of free agency next year that they're going to lose some goalies or some loose end teams, and they'd say he'd be worth the project to keep him with a young guy. You know what I mean for the future. Yeah, convince him to stay though. That's the problem. Well, that's what he, what it's going to be. Where, where is he going to go anyway? Though at his point in time, he's 34. Well, if the Leafs give him that nice bonus again, why oh, not come back to that's Toronto? A, uh, but people will be looking at that that way. You know what I'm mean? saying? I hope he does stay because you know what? People got to forget. Don't forget. Martin Jones gave you guys some serviceable minutes and serviceable games Agreed. this year. He's one of your unsung heroes. Come on, think about the situation. But I guess you guys are all jumping up and down to see your buddy Wall starting tonight against oh, Arizona. So, you know, I'm so happy. Oh, about I know that. that. And I hope he looks good for you guys. That, 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 that's what I'm going on. Now, before we go away from the Toronto well, Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to bring yeah. up some. Go ahead. We yeah, got more to go. We got more to go. Yeah. <laughs> Sheldon Keefe ejected uh, late in that game against Vegas. We don't know what he said. Apparently, Mike, uh, yeah, Mike Johnson said he didn't swear, which is odd. But I guess uh, was, that was Wes McCauley calling that game, though, right? Uh, again. Yeah. So okay. Well, I didn't think he asked way, him. He, was, he didn't ask him out for dinner. Definitely That's what not. I heard. He didn't not ask him out for dinner. Not exchanging addresses for Christmas cards. No, none, none of, that. of that stuff. It's over. Where'd you park your car? No, none of that went on. But I would love to know verbatim what was said because if there was no swearing, like, I think he's just sick of his shit. Oh, of course he is. So he probably said something totally rude. Without swearing. I've done that. I've had umpires come up to me on my baseball days. Cruz, if you even open your mouth, you're out of the game. But that's your last word. Yes. Because I've said I've but, never swore, but I said something that perhaps maybe they weren't happy crossing with. Crossing the line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, though. Ran Keith, to the line. Keith, never cross the line. Keith ejected and fined $25,000. That was yeah. announced today. Yeah. Uh, Granado, coach of Buffalo, was also fined $25,000 for, I guess, uh, what he was saying to the ref. Either way, uh, I think we mentioned this earlier in the year. Uh, there was a memo given out to NHL coaches this year to cool it when talking to the refs, which I agree with. You know, it's like oh, I do too. But I think Renato had a beef more than Keefe. I think well, Keefe that was Macaulay have a beef too. Let's not get that crossed. Uh, right? Okay, I know that. But I mean, I but think I mean, the like, Renato situation was much more obvious why he was pissed. Sure. Okay. I mean, sure. But like, 
With Sheldon Keefe, though, my problem with it, this is my number two problem with him, number one being him uh, being out coached in the playoffs. That's neither <laughs> here nor there. My problem with Keefe is that all these tirades, battles, however you want to frame it, with the referees just Gets always seem to nowhere. end badly. Yes. it's Because other, other times you'll see coaches like Rod Brindamore kind of like, you know, giving the ref like a tap on the shoulder, like, hey, man, like, you know, it's you're fighting. It's out of passion. There's mm-hmm. no... Yeah, malintent there. At least you would hope not. Sheldon Keefe just like screams till he's blue in the face, and his hair goes gray. His hair is gray. Okay, well, <laughs> you look at what he started a couple years ago. His hair wasn't gray. Nah, he was always kind of a silver fox. Okay, well, in yeah. any event, I know what you're getting at. I don't think it's going to get you very far because the guy that seems to have mastered it and knows when to hold him and when to fold him is Torts in Philly. Because remember back in the day, Torts oh. never seen a ref he didn't like, but you didn't know when he does it now. When he does do it, he's got respect. So, like, remember back in the day, he'd just blow a gasket in the middle of the afternoon, okay? Oh, yeah, back when he was, like, coach of Tampa. You know, that, York, oh, yeah. man, he just blow a well, gasket. I came to a head in Vancouver. That was probably the okay, learning no more, you him. can't do this anymore. Yeah. But now, do you notice when he raises his voice or he points a finger, he points it from, okay, I'm a guy that's done some idiot things in the past, but this is still wrong. So I think that, I don't think that Keith or Granado have building up that much cachet that they can now look at a referee and say it was something without them getting tossed out. Even though I think Renato had a better uh, thing, like, what are you doing, refs? Sure. You know what I mean? You've seen the situation. You know what I mean? Nothing called, then called, whatever. Like you always say, who decides on this? Is there a call from Toronto? Whatever. (laughs) But um, what makes it even more interesting, which I'm going to defend Keith this way is, and I don't really care about this anyways, because my name is Cruz and I'm funky, but the Toronto Maple Leafs are hated. Oh, my God. <laughs> they are hated from coast to coast. And everybody likes them from a um, media standpoint over 50 because they know about the traditional. What do you mean media standpoint over 50? Um, I've heard a lot of older guys like the Kornheisers, the Wilbons, the guys like that will say. Oh, sure. Know, they okay, will say, you know, it would be a great Stanley Cup final Edmonton in Toronto. Like, but if you hear guys under 50, they don't get Toronto, Canada, go north of the border, screw them. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, they had offices in Toronto. How's that call going to go? Or there was a call that goes... <laughs> Even well, though it doesn't Toronto really go game. Toronto's call all the time, but... Oh, agreed. And not only that, when guys make the thing like, okay, there was a game the other night, I think it was... Uh, oh, can I say this on, on the house that happens? If you're watching NESN, or whatever you want to call Nessen, that... yeah. Worst hockey whatever... You know what? Put the music on. Put the game on after the national anthem. Just put. The, oh, with the yeah. Jack. I'm having oh. a stroke, Edwards. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, they got no love for Toronto either, but they say it, and I don't think that there's any love in Toronto about for Boston <laughs> no, either. Okay, but not. I'm when I'm watching, watching a Toronto broadcast and they're playing Boston or something's going on in Boston, they may say it on the. Um, um, the shows like the Overdrives or those insider shows, they might make their little cracks, a homer crack. But during the broadcast, you do not get the point where, like, the Toronto people are just anti-Boston to every time their mouth opens. No, I, I think but our Boston media, does. Get yeah. the, you know they're well, that, anti- That's on brand for Boston, oh, right? Unbelievable. I will say our media here Ruins the game. Is, is pretty fair and balanced. I mean, a lot of them, I will say, in the NHL, like, even whenever we kind of dunk on some of the broadcasts, I mean, most of them, they will not, like... 
you know, just bury the other team or, you know, just completely like rag on them the entire time. Boston's its own animal, though. Oh, so. they're so bad. Philly guys are a little bit, uh, but they're more like, like they're well, like. That, with their rivals. Dirt under, yeah, the dirt <laughs> under the nails, Philly kind of yeah. talk. So I get more like that because it seems like the basketball guys are the same way. That gritty, this is how we are. This is Philly. So I got that. But Boston's yeah. just pure ignorance. And some of the guys in the West Coast, where did you get these people? They didn't even know anything about hockey, but that's not where we're going with this. What I'm getting is that we're going to find it very interesting when a guy like Keith comes in the playoffs because he better learn to chew it down because those kind of things could affect you in the long run in a playoff yes. series. Well, this That's seems, what you got to worry about. This seems about. to be the year for the Leafs of not only saying the right things that this is a learning experience, but just going out and proving that you've learned it. So could this be Sheldon Keefe's moment? We're going to find we'll out see. really soon because you got to remember this. This isn't like this is a young team now. We're going back to Riley. This is eight. He's the first guy to show up of them all. So that's eight there. Uh, Tavares is the last year of his contract. Is this last year or next second year? Second last year. A second last year. So he signed for six. Seven. Seven. Okay, so that's the end of seven. So that means Matthews, this is his sixth or seventh. Uh, Marner, sixth or seventh. Uh, oh, Riley. Yeah, this is their, I believe this is season number eight for Matthews and Marner. Is it already? Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever the case may be, like you're saying, to your point, is this is a time to say we've learned, go on. That's my thing about don't do nothing at the trade yeah. deadline. Just you guys, if you readjusted your lineup, you've got the back check going, don't change the formula. Well, and it's the market as well, I would say, for the the guys that are out there, like on the trade bait lists and whatever. Number one, Noah Hannafin. What do we know about him? Doesn't want to play in Canada. Next. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why you know. Well, I, so Jake Gensel. I think Pittsburgh's gonna ask for too much for him, and he's injured right now. So oh I, no, I that deal's going nowhere till the off season. Yeah. And Pittsburgh's gonna lose. And then after Pittsburgh that, and that. then after that, the trade bait guys like it falls off drastically. Oh, what, there, then there's depth pieces I'm talking about. Then yeah, you have but to you're fit not, you're not to throw a, a first or even no, a second round pick at those no, guys. No, not even maybe like, a second, but. maybe a fourth. <laughs> no, no, no. None of those guys are. And look at the age of some of that guys. I looked at the trade list. It's like going from like. Okay, we're going to get um, a Subaru. Okay, no, we're not. We're going to get a F-150. Oh, no, we're going to get a e-bike. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, different. It doesn't, no, it's not going to go. So that's what I'm saying, like, especially for a team like Toronto, they're going to, like, I would say, like, a depth piece, but go with what you know and find out, like, what you say. Is this the time we got to make it? Let's go for it. Let's just do it. Because you know what I mean? That's what's going to make you stronger. Yeah. You're the same crew. You move on. Right. Let's do it. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, for as tumultuous, like, for a lot of the season was, because I was saying this was, like, the worst season in the Matthews Marner. I'm going to have to walk that back a bit because yes. I, we're kind of, you know, forgetting how. Just absolutely nuts. So that last season with Babcock was when we went from Babcock to Keith. That was oh, yeah. an yeah. absolute like crazy, crazy season. But it, it, for once, it's like the team is actually like building momentum with the guys they have. They're figuring things out. Again, may have been a result of circumstance. Like we yes, made, of course. Made, like we talked about last week. Yeah. But either way. It's all good for the done. team. It's all yeah. good for the team. If the team's going to go forward, I agree. Two, maybe even three solid options in net. When was the last time oh, you could say that? Oh, that's what Leafs? I'm saying. You know what I mean? And if you hold up with the six lefties, is, you know what I think it is? It's the back check and the way you skate out of there. Because even it might not be as good an offensive label, it's true that Domi's a better skater with Nylander. You see it during the games. Yeah, like sure. Tavares is never going to be known as Elvis Stoiko. You know what he I never mean? Was. No, okay, but he's solid at what he does, sure. and he's good with those players that he's playing with. So solid depth for the look at his as a as a better depth for the Leafs yeah. too. If you know what I'm saying that way. Yep. Uh, so we mentioned the Chris Tanev trade. So I want to get into that. Uh, he was traded to the Dallas Stars last night with. Uh, he got traded along with a prospect. I imagine it was kind of like a lower prospect. 
Mm -hmm. uh, either way, went for uh, a deep prospect, a 2024 second, and a 2026 third if Dallas goes to the Stanley Cup final this year. Um, also, New Jersey ate half of his salary before. Sorry, so Calgary ate up half his salary, sent it to New Jersey. New Jersey gets a 2026 fourth round pick from Dallas. Then they retained half, sent him to Dallas. So basically, Dallas is getting about a quarter salary. Which is good because he's a rental at this moment anyway. Yes, and so it that's leaves right. Dallas with just enough room to, not to make another move, but so they can pick uh, Dedan off, off of uh, injured reserve and oh, not right. have to worry about their cap hit. So they're Smart in sound, move. Yes, they're in sound position there. I don't know if they're going to have anything else to earn any more room to move. Might have to be money in, money out. If so, I doubt it. But either way, I think this is really going to be a move to complete Dallas's blue line. They're mm. looking really solid now. This, oh, you yeah. have the six guys you want back there. Chris Tanev, if he's that guy you want in the playoffs, he will take a punch Animal. to the face. Yes, Animal. <laughs> animal but that's why you can't take uh hannafin first of all like you said like he's he's the number one guy in the trade thing but i'm starting to think about this way too calgary could still make the playoffs so why yes no maybe well they're only five back now they're only five yeah. points back okay but let's look at it this way this is a very disappointing season for calgary absolutely okay we know that right so why dismantle too much when maybe you're just two or three of those players away well because they yourself standing back on your own they two said feet? this they don't want to be in the position like they were with goudreau a couple years oh, ago where yeah, a yeah good guy for absolutely nothing exactly so but i know what they're saying but i wouldn't i wouldn't calgary's in a weird position yo, i do not envy where they are they, that's what i'm saying especially they're since they that, may yeah. not be allowed to trade with the leafs oh yeah that takes away one of your trade partners exactly you can thank you, uh, their wonderful owner for that i bet so who do you think's in a weirder position Position, New Jersey or Calgary? Calgary. Because, I mean... Jersey's not making the playoffs. Is that what you're saying? Then that's what you got to be would, saying. Unless they get the goalie. Unless they get and, Markstrom and, from Calgary. Agree, yeah, but that... No, then that Could would happen. Be, I, I, I think Calgary... If they trade Markstrom, then I think they're setting themselves back for a couple of years. Well, it's all up to keep Markstrom. If core. Markstrom tells that team, like, hey, like, I do want to move on, like, you can't keep Oh, them. okay, okay. I agree with that. But I hope... I, he, he seems to be happy there. Because when the original talks For came now. up, he let people know. Yeah, because they're like, maybe next year they could be doing it. You don't want to dismantle too much because then you're three years away. Yeah, but I mean, with some of the pieces that you acquire, you can trade those for players you can use now, right? You can be a little bit creative with how you assemble guys. Plus, there's free agency. I don't know if it's going to be that strong of a free agent class. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't know if it's going to be that much either. But I, the I'm, other, I'm just saying it's the, not the end of the world for Calgary. When are they announcing? Like, look at Winnipeg. We thought they were dead in the water. Oh, that's another. Oh, poor Winnipeg. They're still not. They're still got issues. We talked about previously, but um, the, but the question is, on the ice. What's that? They're looking good on the oh, ice. Oh, on the ice. I'm not, that's that's well, not a go. question. That's... But the bottom line is um, I'm wondering, it's not like the NFL now. The NFL announced their salary cap increase. Did you hear what it is? No, I didn't. $30 million, boys. That's another player. That's a frontline player. Now, what I'm saying is when do they announce the supposed salary cap increase in the NHL, Mr. Batman? Well, how long are you going to make them wait? So well, after the, playoffs, the NFL waited until the offseason. You would think the NHL is going to do the same. They should do it by July 1st then because of the free oh, agency. Oh, it's going to be well before July 1st. I hope I so. Bet, I bet you it's going to be before the draft. Got to be. Yeah, it's, it has to be. It's, it's, it would absolutely Because you have guys, like, planning their offseason. You got it. I would be, bet it would be, like, somewhere, like, let's say there's two weeks between uh, the last game of the Stanley Cup final and the draft. It would probably be somewhere smack in the middle. I hear you. Yeah, it could be That's something. usually how it goes, I feel. Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you that we're talking about things that are revved up. Do you know the nickname of that guy that's doing all the fighting in New York? Oh, God. They're calling him 
Rampire Strike Bill. Oh, that means Rampire Strike Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw it in. I laughed my ass off when I heard it, but continue. I did on. hear that. Isn't actually. that hilarious? Uh, that was kind of funny. So, the final stretch of the season we are in. Crazy on the wild card thing, but I want to ask you a question before we go on there. And I heard it yesterday on one of the shows, which I thought was interesting, but it's got to look that way. Um, um, and we'll talk about with the NBA. Greatness is greatness is greatness. And if someone wins the MVP six times in a row because they're great, I'm all for that. However, if you're the greatest player in the league and you're not looking the way that you should be all the time, doesn't mean you should automatically get into the conversation as MVP, correct? So does that mean that our buddy, Mr. Um, McDavid, is out of the heart conversation? It's looking that way. And your favorite player, Kucherov, he has to be in the conversation, right? The guy who's yes. not a top five player in the league, questionable top ten. Is that what you told me? I said top Ro ten. I want to roll the tape back. I was trying to find it's that on an episode. There. I know. I got to find which episode because I went back to try to find you You know what's going to hurt him, though, I think? Is him at the All-Star Skills competition. Oh. Oh. And not that that's fair. No, it's not fair, but, but I know but, exactly but, but where you're going. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he's yeah. going to be left off of ballots completely because of that. I, that would be a sin if it doesn't, because here's the other thing that's going to go on. Mind with, you, the ballots are public, so maybe that might change it. Okay, but, but, that, but that, that it should be public. But here's what, I'm, I'm, here's what I'm hearing. Okay, I don't think McDavid should be, is probably not. 10 game, not scoring. But he had 23 yeah, assists. He's racking up the assists, Okay, right? so whatever. What's more important? The fact that. Uh, uh, Master Matthews only has 25 assists all year? Well, well, I don't know. I think it's a different well, type well, of player, different like, players. We got into this a little bit last week, though, while we're going to handicap him just because he doesn't have as many secondary assists. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I, okay, that's when we know I'm starting to have trouble with the secondary assist the more I watch. <laughs> Every time I see one I don't like, I'm going to start texting you. Your phone might be full in a minute. But in any event, I hear this side of the talk, too, which is weird about writers doing shit and how they like everything. We love McKinnon here at the house that happens. Come on, do we not? He's one of the best players in the league. I know you like him. It's probably something we have in common about that is the guy. He's never won an MVP. So is all the writers going to say, well, it's about time to put a legacy mark on his career because he's now well, won a Stanley Cup. He's been an all-star. He's going to play for Canada. Give him an MVP. I think he should earn it, not be I given agree. to him. So if, if Matthews yeah, wins 70 goals and they pass Toronto and Colorado's where they are with his so many points, who are you going to vote for? For Matthews, or are you going to vote for McKinnon? Oh, I mean, if Matthews gets 70 goals, you have to vote Matthews. Well, that's what they're saying, and I don't think he's getting 70. I think he's getting 65. Is that enough we'll to get see. him the heart? If, if he gets heart, if he gets hot again down the stretch, that's no. Gonna be it's going to get tighter and tighter as the game's gone. I can't see him getting 70. I hope he gets 75. You just need but a couple games for him to go off, and all of a sudden, he's right back up there. I'm just going to put it this way: I think that Austin Matthews has gotten to be a point where he's box office. Anytime he's on TV, you should be looking to watch him because he's having one of those type of seasons. You don't have those seasons all the time, but every time he's on the ice, he's freaking. He's like McKinnon and your favorite player, Kucherov. Even though I know Leafs got New Jersey three times left down the stretch. What's that? The Leafs have New Jersey three times down You're the stretch. You're kidding. That's a, that's a team that's having trouble getting saves. Oh, that could be interesting. Okay. It's they got weird. Arizona it, it, tonight. Yeah, well, that, that, that should Already be Already up one nothing. Nice with the opening goal. Okay, don't tell me anymore because I got it. five before Slavkovsky. Oh, we're going to have that bad. You don't leave that alone. Okay, before we leave hockey, we talk about the MVP. I think there was a question you wanted to ask me about something that's going on in the league with my team. Yes. Are you scared 
scurred, to use your phrase, yes. that Montreal will finish last in the Atlantic Division like I predicted. No, they won't finish last. Even starters. though Ottawa's just a point back with two games in hand. Well, I think that Ottawa's going to find a way to screw it up, so they'll just won't be there. But I'm going to tell you this. Even though Montreal's 3-7 and seven okay, in Why are you picking 10. on my team like this? Okay, we're very oh, competitive. Oh, because you've never picked on my team once. Okay, so listen, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to say this, okay? Winning, I hate losing. I just hate losing. When I cheer for a team, I hate losing. I'm not liking a couple games last week, I'll be honest. By the third period, with my box and the game came in and I'm happy the Habs are on, I turned them off. I get angry. So I don't want to hear about tanking or topping them. If they come in last, I think that they're going to they're gonna fight to make sure they're not in last place. But the question is, what are they going to do at the trade deadline? They have those serviceable pieces. But now I'm thinking, what can they do trade? You're right about a couple. Very major big move. Exactly. And the, and the Allen ship has sailed, I think. They're going to have to trade yeah. him in the offseason before they're going to get anything now because they just blew it with the over what you're saying. But even then, like in the offseason, I think there's going to be better goalie options to go for. Like, I well, think I think we blew it. Allmark. I think if we right. had it, yeah, that, that's, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's a tandem you'd like to keep together a little longer, I think. But that's well, Boston, Boston has SM. Coming up, coming up yeah. too, so. What I'm saying is that what sometimes you make the wrong move at the wrong time. Maybe Montreal should have traded Allen back in January for a decent thing that they were offered from Jersey and a couple other teams, and they thought they could get more, and so here we're at. So what is my Maybe. reaction? I will be very disappointed if we end up in last place, just like you predicted. That will make me Although, very, very not happy. Silver lining, though, if that does happen, this is a draft where, let's not forget, there is a number one center, a future number one center that's yes, going to be available. I know. I know. And you're just increasing your lottery chances tanking. Montreal's not making the playoffs. Don't give me half a blowjob, okay? Stop it. What? Who's talking about half a blowjob? Because you're saying if we get there and if we get the draft, okay, we're, well, we're going to have the fewest amount of balls in the thing. You know, when we get the lottery, well, when well, we get down there, we're going to be the lowest guy in there. The odds of us getting it is going to be slim to none. And you just improve where you are in the draft. Instead of drafting okay, you know, seven, okay. maybe you're drafting, you know, four or five okay so what we got to do is that we better make this draft another very very good one like the kid in finland that's coming over playing defense that we drafted last year what we have to do is we got to make sure we get the piece that we need to make us go forward with this young crew because we got a lot of young guys that are under 30 under contract that are playing this system that is competitive i'm going to get right back to what i said before and like you keep telling me they don't on trees we need a number one center so we yeah. can set up a guy that can score 40 goals when's the last time montreal canadians had a 40 goal score i think i think you don't even know what hockey was when they had a 40 goal score you well, know I was looking, what i there mean? was a graphic it was it might have been their last 50 goal a, score but oh no, the last 50 that's stefan richet that's a long time ago oh they just saved the picture Dead. that's a long time ago stefan richet got what 51 90 91 I don't think we've had a 40-goal scorer this this century. I'm trying to think. Like, Kovalev, I don't think ever scored 40 for No, you. he scored 38. It might have Kovalev. Did he get 40? No, late 40. Passaretti never got 40. Got high. Nobody scored. Yeah, he was 40. like a high 30s kind of guy. Yeah, nobody's got 40. And that's what I'm saying is that if we end up in last place and next year we've got a center for Slavkowski and he scores 40, I'm good with that. But I hate losing, bro. I hate losing, and that's. Well, you've been losing. Lo yes, I know, but we've been. We're not embarrassing ourselves like we did last year. Remember this time? This time we were just a train wreck going into the wall. What everyone's looking for us for in the off season is, I'm going to put it this way: 
We've got eight defensemen now. We can afford to get rid of a couple guys. We've got eight viable guys that can play in the NHL right yeah, now. Yeah, but again, you're not going to be guys you're coming. not going to be trading for those high end guys. That's the thing, right? Well, that maybe give us a piece if someone gets unhappy and maybe uh, someone from LA suddenly comes to Montreal and plays the way they're supposed to. You want that contract? I'm not sure. I'm just saying. I take. I, <laughs> I don't want that contract. I take the for forty. You. Put it that I, way. I'll take the forty goals. Like no, seriously. I cannot remember when we've had anybody in the top twenty in scoring. It's been a long time. Okay, anybody that scores forty goals, we're just we've been for years Montreal competitive. Even the year we went to the finals, what did we do that? We did that more on grit and work, sure, and a skating system that we had in solid goaltending. Carey Price played his ass off. That's the number one reason we got there. But what was our big scoring on that team? Kokamini. He's not even on the team. Tyler Toffoli. Not on the team. Um, what's his name that went out to uh, L.A.? Philip uh, Deneau. Yep. Yeah, all he was those, your number one center. Yeah, like all those guys are gone. You know what I'm saying? Now, I understand why someone's gone. I wish we never traded Deneau, though. Or well, he was a free agent. He was a free right? agent, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I wish that we could have. But we, we wasn't at the time to give him that money with the rest of the team. I just don't, I wish so we had Toffoli around. That's the type of guy that you guys need. If you get an extra uh, forward... You need it to. I mean, our forward group is good right now. I, I wouldn't, think. yeah, but I mean, if you wanted to, I get sure. a guy on that level. Sure, like, yeah. yeah, both ends of the rink, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But I agree with you. You guys shouldn't get any more forwards. No, that's the way it is. So, anyways, uh, news actually just came out that uh, Vegas's Mark Stone is done for the regular season, but I knew it. could come back for playoffs. So they're going to pull the same nonsense oh. that they did last year. Oh, when are they going to tighten up that rule? Next CBA. Yeah, yeah, that's a scam. That's yeah. just a pure scam. That and like what the Leafs have been doing with LTIR, that's got to be cleaned up. Uh, true, too. And then Tampa Bay did the whole Kucherov oh, thing. That was yeah, that, that was exhi- that was Exhibit A. Yeah, have that. And comes then Vegas back just took it to the next level. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. And it, like they and say, people wonder why Vegas is the most hated team in the league. They're right starting now. to get that way, but I mean, hey, you know what? They're doing everything inside the rules. They're bending it all their way, and they're winning. That just oh, makes people more jealous the way yeah. it is. Is there anything I want to talk about hockey until we get to our Power Five? Uh, well, I want to do my Team Finland. Oh, right, right. So we will get right into this. So I did my Team How long did it take you to find 20 guys? A couple of hours? <laughs> well, there was only a few to pick from if <laughs> you look at the saying, stats, right? Saying, so. Oh, yeah. There's, I, I, after about a, half an hour, I said, oh, screw this. I'll, I'll figure out the names that I don't know you're going to tell me. Yeah. So we'll start with the forwards. Yeah. Uh, down the middle, I got Alex Barkoff, Ruby yeah. Hints, Alex Lundell, Mikhail Granlund. Kanyemi is my 13th forward. On the left wing, I got Lekkinen. He's your 13th forward? Yes, he is. 13th? Yes. You think all those guys are better? Keep Have going. you seen his numbers? He's got a Two pretty Two-way. Uh, okay, he's okay, got a big minus attached oh, to his stats this year. Okay, yeah, that's my favorite stat. <laughs> Uh, on the left wing, I got Lekkonen, I got Teravainen, I got Michelli on Arizona, who's suddenly tearing it up out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, and Eric Howla. On the right wing, I have Miko Rantanen, obviously. Yep. Uh, I have Sebastian Ajo pushed to the wing. Yep. Oh, uh, you're going to put him on the wing instead of center? Because it's, that, that is one I of their put, strong points. I would put Rupi Hintz at center over him. Yeah, I think okay, I, yeah. I, I, I like Hintz a lot. Yeah. Good hockey player. Young, fast, steady. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I got yeah Ajo, Patrick Laine. I'm believing in him. I will put him back in there. And Tolvanen on Seattle is my final one. There were some guys I had to leave out. Luo Sterinen on Florida was a tough one to leave out. Parson on Nashville I considered as well. Uh, Armia and Kapanen could be guys if, like, the fourth liners. Eh. Yeah, but they're penalty kill guys, right? It'll, it'll depend. You know, it'll depend on, on the, the performance by Christmas. 
I'm glad because I thought they were too old, maybe. But we like you know what I mean. You still need some veteran presence on the team. Armia, they could, you look at his numbers; they're not they're, bad. No, I think he's no. just on a bad team. Stop that. Where where's Montreal in the standings? Okay, whatever. 25th. Whatever. Let's talk about the weather. Good teams aren't El Nino. El Nino. Nino. So for finish D. Not a lot of right-handed D to choose from. No. Only two <laughs> I even considered, and they're both on the team. Uh, Yoki Hairu and Hakenpa are the uh, only two. They're the only two guys I really know. The other guys, when I was looking at their names, uh, I looked the at the right-handed stats. ones? Yeah. Are, well, I there's Ristolainen as well, but okay. his, I think his career is kind of done. No. I, I didn't, I didn't mean, even consider him, to be honest. No. I didn't um, either, but these guys you're going to name now. I looked at a couple. Okay, go ahead, sir. Yeah, and then on the left side, it's a lot easier, a lot more to choose from. Uh, Heiskanen, Lindell. Mikola on Florida, uh, Olimata, who I think is going to be the one who's going to have to be pushed over to the right side, and then there's the kid on Anaheim, uh, Vakanen. Vakaninen. Yeah, Originally, I had uh, Valamaki on Arizona over him, but then looking at the stats, I'm like, now nah, I gotta go for the kid. If Plus, Val- you're projecting him for next year again, right? Okay, but it's a performance. Valamaki's your top six, and you're playing against Canada. No, America. he's not. He'd be in trouble. Valamaki's off the team. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, he didn't, didn't, he didn't make, make it. Team. Okay, got you. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering, because I looked at him, too, and went. I think it was around when I got to his name. I go, why am I doing this? So It's pretty rough. My stat about the Finnish D that's going to blow your mind, only eight Finnish D have played in over 40 games this year. Eight. In what? Those, yes. What? Yes. Say that again. Only, Only eight, eight? Finnish D have played over 40 games in the NHL. Only nine have played in over 30. That ninth one is Ristolainen. Who's not going to play? Yeah. That's an ugly stat. That's why, that's why I'm saying Finland's going to be fourth place. Oh, no doubt about it. They're going to be cannon fodder. Yeah. That's what they are. we're getting to a real strength of the Finnish team, the goaltending. Oh, I forgot. UC Soros, mm, yes. automatic. Yep. Uka Pekalukin on Buffalo has been a revelation uh, on oh that yes, team. You had to yeah. have him on there. And then yeah. Capo Kakinen on San Jose is my number three. And, then I have and Cor- they got another guy that could play too, right? Corpusalo and oh, Ville Husso. Yeah. All like, mm, they might factor in if there's an injury, but uh, that's my team Finland. I'm, I'm more impressed with it than I thought because I didn't even know some of those guys' names. But I did know this. Their top centers are okay, and they've got the goaltending. But Finland's got something going on in their country about goaltending. That they've oh, been a goalie coming factory out for years. For decades, yes, yeah. yeah, which you got to give them credit for. And sometimes a goalie can steal the game. So we're going to have to wait and see. But I don't They're, see them getting any more than fourth place. And I think that this is going to be – can I say it here now, Thing, I think by the time we get to the end of this tournament, some people are going to say, oh, it's just a grandiose thing. This one, you have a best of three between the Americans and the Canadians. That's what I'm going to think because it doesn't have enough teams. You know what I mean? There's too many because it's yeah. a four. I know why they're doing it, and it's diplomatic. And it's, well, I think even the NHL would admit it's not a perfect solution. No, but they wanted to have something, so I get it, and especially have something before the Olympics. Yeah. So I got it. But it's just the same that world politics are just screwing up everything. You know sure. what I mean? But speaking of, anything else you want to say about hockey? Uh, Do we get, get to our profile? power rankings yes. before our Saturday night picks? Okay, so can I give you my new list? Absolutely. Number five, considering what they've done in the last 10 games, and they were the ones that got Tanev, the Dallas Stars. Okay. Number four, even though they're having problems with the corporate people and not picking enough season tickets, the Winnipeg Jets. Number three, the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. Number two, the New York Rangers are on the heater of heaters right now, playing the best hockey of this season. Were they 9-1 in their last 10? 
Something like that. Yeah, they're crazy hot. Number two is the New York Rangers. And my number one is still my number one from last week and who have moved into first place in the division, the Florida Panthers. Who I hope win the President's Trophy for obvious reasons. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so our lists are actually very similar. Really? Yes, they are. My number five, though, is the Boston Bruins. Number four, okay. the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Number three, the New York Rangers. Oh. Number two, the Vancouver Canucks. And shocker of all shockers, number one is the Florida Panthers. Well, we got to, you know, the truth is the truth. The thing is, you know what I've noticed? And I, maybe because it's my um, incessant hate for them, but uh, the Bruins have not quite something's... I'm keeping them there out of respect. Well, I'm thinking I'm giving Dallas that because Dallas has actually played a little better in action Tanev, and I think they're the sleeper team out west. They're big, strong, and yeah. going, even though Segan's out for a little while now and they got one of their defensemen hurt. But I think they're all going to be back for the playoffs. Sure. You know what I mean? But that Dallas is a good team, man. They're good, good, honestly, solid hockey Honestly, team. Dallas was my number seven, though. Oh, were I, they? I had Colorado ahead of Dallas. Well, I had Colorado in there, too. I thought about it. But I thought Dallas will know, especially when they're adding this guy, we're going to see. Because we're not giving Colorado enough respect, I think, some days. Sure, but, but although they, 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 they desperately need another forward, though, because Ryan Johansson was their big offseason acquisition, yep. and he has not been panning out. No, no, and, and uh, Landeskopf looks like he's still not going to be back for a while, right? Skating, though, which he's is skating, good skating, yeah, which will be good to see. Uh, ready for our picks? Uh, yes, we are. How did I do last week? Not too good. Uh, you were okay. You were 7 for 13. I was 9 for 13. Yeah, yeah. I know you had a couple games. Should pick the Leafs. Yes, I know. We both picked Vegas over Ottawa. That was a big one. We both picked Edmonton to and beat, they, and they, uh, to beat the Hurricanes. They did not. No. We both picked the Islanders to beat Tampa Bay. Yes. That's proved costly. Tampa Bay could be gone in the first round, you know, because they're going to end up as be. a wild card, right? Yeah, so they're going to have trouble. Although Florida-Tampa first round could be exciting. Yeah, oh, I know. No, that'd be a bloodbath by the end. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, let's get to our picks. First okay. up, Winnipeg at Carolina. I'm going to take the Jets on the road. They are very hot. No, Carolina need the game. I'm going to take Carolina. Minnesota at St. Louis. I'm going to take the Wild on the road. What was that? Minnesota at St. Louis? Yes. <sighs> I'm going to take St. Louis. Edmonton at Seattle. Edmonton, if you look at the record, they have actually been pretty bad since Corey Perry has come into the lineup. So I'm going to take the Kraken at home. Edmonton needs a win. They'll do it on Saturday night. They're, they're on the road. On the road. They'll okay. do it. Colorado at Nashville. They haven't played bad. They just had the bad breaks in the games. Like a lot of those games they lost, it was like tied going into the third period. And then Does it, that kind of say something about your makeup, though, that you're losing a lot of these games, though? But they were just winning them a whole bunch before, so I think now it just balances itself out after a while, and then it gets level playing field to see who you are. Either way, I think it's building up to Edmonton first-round loss to Ooh, Vegas. Okay. Colorado at Nashville. I'm going to take Nashville at home. Nashville has been very, very hot lately, and Colorado has been the least consistent team this season. But you got them six on your list of power rankings, so I'm going to take Colorado just because you that put them That's been a great road list. team, though. No, but this is the time they got they got up the ante. So you're going to take Colorado. Yep. Yep. All right. So we have – sorry, give me one sec. Uh, Vegas at Buffalo. I'm going to take Vegas on the road. I'm going to say that Vegas will have a letdown, and Buffalo will steal the win. Okay. Florida at Detroit, I'm going to take the Red Wings. Florida at Detroit? Yeah. You're taking the Red Wings? Taking the Red Wings. They have been very hot lately, too. Especially at Caesars. So I'm going to take Detroit on a oh, Saturday okay. night. By the yeah. way, do you see the end of the uh, Chicago-Detroit game from Sunday night? 
Amazing. Seth Jones is an idiot, though. He had oh, yeah, 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 wide yeah, yeah. open oh, the yeah, slot, yeah. goes for the shot. Yeah. Patrick Kane comes the other oh, yeah. way and scores. Oh, yeah, but was that not a beautiful goal? It was that, unreal. That's why I say the difference between, real quick, is between shootout goals and goals in the flow of the game. Because then you got to pick it up. You got to think about what you're doing. You come down, yeah. whatever. Kane just got the puck in natural, like, instinct. Oh, it's just so And he's nice. been red hot. Oh, yeah. Green player now. Yep. Ottawa at Philadelphia. I'm going to take Philadelphia at home. Um, what do you think of Philly's prospects in the playoffs? I think it all in the playoffs? Yeah. I'm taking Philly to win this game. I'm taking Philly to win the game, too. But, like, who do they have to play in the first round? Let me think. Who's second in the in the Metro? Could be Carolina. Oh, it would be Carolina. Yeah, they're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a nice that run, was Philly. Rude. If, if New Jersey gets a goalie, they could even knock Philly out of the playoff spot. Oh, gee. Yeah, there's five points or six Philly's points. I, I don't think Jersey's got enough. I don't think, like, I see them play a lot. There's just something about the makeup of the team. It seems they depend too much on Jack Hughes. It unravels for them. They're getting no breaks, I think. And their schedule. Look, they could play Toronto three times down the stretch. That's what rough. They so they could lose all three of those. They'll probably steal one. Uh, maybe steal one. But that's what I'm saying. And they, 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 they've got the most games left, but the toughest schedule or something like that. Yeah. Jersey's in a weird spot. Uh, Montreal at Tampa Bay. I'm going to take Tampa Bay at home. I'm going to pass on that game. Boo. <laughs> Come on. Who are you picking? Tampa Bay. TB. New York Rangers at the Toronto Maple Leafs is going to be my game of the night. I'm going to take the Leafs at home. I'm taking the Rangers to steal one. Okay. Maybe Ryan Reeves will uh, fight uh, the Rempire State Building. The Rempire State Building. We got we got one. Is it on pay-per-view yet? Is it on uh, Bet What or on Lotto Canada or some shit? Uh, Boston at the New York Islanders. I'm going to take the Islanders at home. I'm, take, I'm taking the Islanders too. Okay. Worked so well for us last week. Yes, it did. And Boston just seemed weird. Like something, they're going off the rails or something, which is okay. Could just be because they played so much so long, they're waiting for the playoffs. Maybe. But the way they've fallen down to Florida is surprising. A little bit of a concern. Yep. Columbus at Chicago. I'm going to take the Blackhawks at home. I'm not even going to watch the game, but I'll take Blackhawks. I'm going to take the Blackhawks too. San Jose at Dallas. Easy one. I'm taking Dallas at home. I'm assuming you are too. A 100%. And Pittsburgh at Calgary. I will take the Flames at home. Saturday night, they're watching from Nova Scotia. I'm taking Pittsburgh to keep themselves yeah. in it. Sad thing is, the whole Sydney Crosby-Pittsburgh thing is getting sadder by the day. You know what I mean? Have sure. a great player like that. What's going to go on? What are we going to do with him? But in any event, when we were just talking about what teams should be doing for the rest of the season when it looks precarious as we move into the NBA, I think that the Raptors, who have just had their first three-game winning streak of all season, even though they lost to Dallas last night, should be concentrating on developing this winning culture that'll play forward for next season, which you may disagree with me because what do you want to do with that pick that San Antonio has some control over? Do you want to give it up this year? Do we give it up in the future? Or what are we going to do? Because we're, we're in a weird place like Calgary. You know how Calgary is yeah. in hockey? The Pistons, I mean, the Raptors are in that place in basketball, so to speak. But I think the future looks brighter than it did a couple weeks ago when everybody wasn't sure the position how the Raptors were going to be or not be, so to speak. You know? Yeah. And uh, since Scotty Barnes had that little walk off the court and people questioned him, his game has he I think that was a maturing moment for him because since that game he has has been unbelievable. Absolutely. Ah, uh, you know what I mean? He's just shown like if this is my team I should never have done that. We all learn to make mistakes, don't we? Or learn from our mistakes, so to speak, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, that's what you want to see out of your future franchise player, right? Agreed, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but in regards to what you said about the Raptors draft pick, my worry is just that, like, I want to draft that guy and develop him as soon as possible. The Raptors need as much help as they can get, right? Yes and no. No? I'm going to say it this way because, like, okay, let's look at the team really quickly right here, okay? I've heard a lot of people say, and I agree with it, let's start from the, the training camp on. Okay, that's how you develop your team. A lot of people think that the New York Knicks, the, the steal for the Raptors was quickly. He's playing some good ball. Give him a system for a year. R.J. Barrett is absolutely loving playing in Toronto. He's playing the best ball of his career so far. Then that trade-off has been so is a Chua in New York, but that's another story. Okay, now, what we had at the beginning of the season is the guy that I'm going, how did we put this guy in shaving commercials and making him the face of the league, of the team, too fast, which is Mr. Gordon Dick. But look what's Grady happened. Dick. Grady Dick. Look what's Gordon happened. Dick. Look what's happened to him, as I was saying to that. This guy can shoot. Took him yes. a little while to get going, but look at him in his last... He's shooting 50% from the three in the last 10 games. That's NBA shooting. So, when you put all these components together, adding the fact that we are top five or top seven in the league, in the paint, and we play a modicum of defense, how many players are away from being a contending team or getting into the playoffs as a top six team next year? I don't think it's as far away as people are believing it to be. Well, we need the next OG Ananobi. That's why you hate giving those guys up. That yeah. was the biggest problem. But we got quickly and Barrett out of it and a draft pick. So maybe there's something along the way that's going to work. Those guys need to pretty... improve on defense, though. Okay, they, they do. I think Barrett is. I don't. I think quickly is will be a modicum of defense. He'll probably have some Spanish in him, like Ole at times. But we'll take everything else about him. He's not afraid of the big moment. Um, he moves the ball around well. Um, and he's good in the paint. So um, I'm telling the Raptors, kind of like my Montreal Canadiens, Let's keep the winning culture. Let's not tank. Uh, but, I mean, if we can give a – I'd say let's get rid of the peace now. Worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to be hanging over our heads. What do we do next season? Are we having the same season we're having now? Or you're saying that, okay, we uh, got a good peace this year and we'll give it to them next year. You know what I mean? That's – and yeah. I don't know if there's any great, greater prospects next year. And, and, but you never know in college basketball. That's the thing it is. With the guys in college. Well, plus there's the international prospects too, right? And the international prospects too. So there's a long way to go to look at all these things. So I'm just bringing up the fact that I'm trusting the Toronto Raptors to be a lot better than people say they're going to be. And I like Darko, the coach, for talking about the winning attitude, winning culture, and let's go forward. You know what I mean? Absolutely. All of the above. You know what I mean? Sir, it's the proprietor, proprietor in the house. How you doing, buddy? Good, good to see you. Shout out there. We just talked about Montreal, and I, I said we just hate losing, correct, sir? Yes, yes. We hate losing. In any event, we will be putting it down to... Um, we can't be talking about the Raptors forever due to the fact that they're going to be maybe inconsequential this year. Four and a half games back of the, of the uh, play-in, so... With 20 games left. 22, yeah. co correct, right? And our schedule is very, very tough. Then yeah, I'm, not, I'm not counting them. I'm not the counting them in either. But, I, but let's keep the winning. My point is, go out there and win. Win the games for the rest of the year. You know, you guys are young. You're new. You're gonna, hopefully you're going to play together for a few years. They've got a core of five or six guys now. They're all under 25 when you think about it. Barrett, quickly. Dick. Yeah. Burns. Uh, who am I getting? Potal's over now because he'll be 26 or 27, yeah. right? But who am I missing? One more guy. All under Either 25. Way. It's a good look for the team, and I think they're going to be better sooner. You know Let's what I'm saying? So. 
Uh, you want to bring up contenders and pretenders in the NBA. I think it's about that time we started talking about it because everybody else around the country is saying who's doing what and who's doing that and who's doing whatever. So I thought I would simply just say, should we go to our power rankings? And that would just say everybody in my power ranking I consider a contender. Fair enough. Okay, but Let's they, get right into is it. Is that then. okay? So I'm going to say it's changed a little bit for my power rankings, but number five, the L.A. Clippers. Okay. Number four, the Denver Nuggets. Number three, OKC Thunder. Number two, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And number one, the Boston Celtics, which is close to my last week, but I had the Clippers fall down because they seem to be having some problems of late. They're getting, yes. big, they're getting beat by the young guns. They got beat by OKC, they got beat by Minnesota, and they got beat by Dallas. Yes. All in their last 10 games, which is, some people say they're sleeping to get in the playoffs, and, and uh, Paul George missed two of those three games, for what it's worth. So, we'll take it with my power rankings. So, my number five, the Denver Nuggets. Okay. My number four, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, they're my number six. There you go. Okay. Number three, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. Number two, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And my number one, the Boston Celtics. That's a pretty close list. So let's just say we're going to go on them. So what we have to do, because we do have a little bit of a discrepancy here. So what you're saying is we're going to say pretender or contender. The Cleveland Cavaliers. You obviously believe that they're a contender, correct? I think so. Uh, especially if they keep with that number two seed. Even if they're the number three seed in the East, I feel pretty confident that they can make it all the way to the conference final. I think they got a shot too because if you look at the lineup now, like they've got some experience here. The backcourt, they say, is a little small, but it's one of the best in the NBA with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Both guys are great. Then they got Mobley. Yep. They got Jared Allen. And who am I missing? Mike. My, my, Oh, one more, one more guy. Anyways, if you look at their, their rotation from their top five or top six, it's as good as anybody in the league. Oh, it's Struss, the guy, Struss, that, the, yeah. the, the three-point guy the other night, which was an amazing shot. Uh, but I think that they've been around the last couple of years that they've been knocking at the door. Milwaukee, to me, well, we'll get to them in a second. I'm, I'm saying that the way they're playing, to me, the Cavs definitely, the house that happens agrees they're a contender, not yes. a pretender, okay? Next, I'm going to ask you, the Phoenix Suns, pretenders or contenders? Uh, how healthy are they? My, uh, how healthy are the Phoenix Suns? That's my question about them. Okay, my question is: is is this simple? If all three guys are playing all the time, I think they got a, that they could be contenders. But yes. I got to see this going down the stretch because they've got some pieces. Like, what changes a team and what's so highly on Boston is? Let's just see the changes that Boston made to make you better. You have to play some kind of defense in the NBA. Sure. Okay. What did they add? They added a Porzingis and a True Holiday. Enough said. When we get the other teams, do you have that type of um, – those aren't the number one guys on the team, by the way. Okay, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So Phoenix has tried to do that with a Grayson Allen type who I'm very high on. Same with Denver with they've got Aaron Gordon. You need one of those guys. So I'm just saying that Phoenix needs be Beal in all the time. Grayson Allen got to be your third guys. I'm thinking that they're really just pretenders. I mean uh – I think that's a little unfair, especially considering the Western Conference. Like, it's so stacked. Mad. You can lose Mad. in the first round and like, yes. still be a contending team, right? Yes. I, 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 think, that's that, I think that's the danger that Phoenix finds themselves in. I do, would not call them pretenders, though. Okay, so I, I'm okay. I'm going to say I think they are because we'll, we'll get there later. So let's talk about another team. What about the New York Knicks? Pretenders or contenders? Ooh. Mm. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at contenders for sure, but... 
Now I'm not so sure. It's looking like if they're missing a couple guys, they could fall all I'm, the I'm, way I'm, back. I'm hearing all of them are coming back. Marcus Robinson, Onobi, and Randall will all be ready for the playoffs. The thing is, where are they going to be in the standings by the time they get there, yes. which could make a big difference yeah, in who they got to play in the first round. Yeah, because if they're the number four or five seed, okay, you might get past the first round, but then you're playing Boston second round. That's what I'm saying. And they had the opportunity to be a second seed or a third seed that which got them would have kept them away from Boston until the uh, conference finals. Yeah. But they still got enough games that they could make the move. You but know what I mean? They're only 24. I go by the loss column. That's only four loss column to, to um, Cleveland. But um, three to Milwaukee, three to Milwaukee, which the Milwaukee's gonna, put a little bit of distance between them, too. So there you go. So I'm going to put it this much. Is Milwaukee a pretender or a contender? Oh, pretenders. OK, we agree on that. They've got so much on defense that I don't know if Doc can turn him around. You know, no. those key pieces like they lost the holiday. The guy like that Portis isn't playing the same Middleton. I don't know what happened to him, but they've, their, their defense has been better the last five games. But I think that what they're going to do is they're just going to be one of those run-of-the-mill teams in the East. If they win a series or they do it, but once they get up against Boston, they're going to go home. So to me, I'm putting them in the pretender rule. Yeah, I don't think they get past the second round. I think that they're going to have a hard time getting past the first round, to be honest. Okay, so I got one more I want to ask, two more I want to ask you about before we get out of here. One of them is, um, are the Dallas Mavericks a pretender or a contender? I think they have too much going against them. I like Luca, but I'm going to put them in the pretender column. Sacramento, pretender or contender? I put them in the same category as Dallas. I think that um, Sacramento can be a contender because I didn't realize how many injuries they had for a while. But they play mad defense and they got DeAndre Fox. So what I'm picking is if they end up in the second round of the playoffs, don't be surprised. They could be a contender. They got to climb up the ladder, though. So They've been playing better. You know what I mean? Even though I was going to say... They had a better run because they got lost two in a row. Last time I looked, they were like eight and four, and their last are eight and two and ten, and now they're suddenly four and six. So maybe contradicting myself, but they play tough. They're strong. They're good. So we're gonna have to go and wait and see. But like you said, the West is going to be a dogfight, and you know it's gonna be really cool. Like I said, it's gonna be ten days before we get to talk about the NBA again. Have you seen the schedule? What I look like? The difference right now, especially in the West. You know what I mean? If you look at that. Oh, the number five to number 10 seed I'm are so say, close. You know what I mean? And, and the Clippers have to make sure they maintain their balance so they don't fall back. Because look at them. Suddenly them. They're I think they're closer to the top than they are to the. Oh, I think pack, it is so. too. But they were five and five. And I think they've just got into one of those midseason or like late in the season dog days. They should stay there, but I'm. You're right. From five to eight or five to nine, I don't think the even five to ten. Yeah. Um. I I think that the Golden State suddenly won a whole bunch of games. Are we really going to say Golden State's going anywhere? They're eight and two in their last ten. Great. I mean, they're going to be up against the wall because like ah, uh, 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 and you know they're going to be in the that play-in, especially like from the nine ten. That's not the greatest spot to be in. Can they climb out of that? Sure, but then well, you're probably just. I mean, I guess maybe against an inexperienced Minnesota and OKC team, maybe you pull off an upset. I think Minnesota's ready to show up. OKC, I think, will be the one with the inexperience that might maybe. get them, but they got Shea. I think either so of them possible. Marks. Which comes down to this, um, pretenders and contenders, now that we're talking about it. Um, 
There's big talk in the NBA about Embiid was supposed to be repeating as a MVP candidate, but he's not, obviously, because we don't even think he'll play for the rest of the year. He wants so, to come back, but... Uh, well, it'll be better for his health, maybe if he didn't. I hope he does, because it's too bad, because he's been playing some of the best basketball of his career. However, now it gets back to the talk about MVP, and it's something about what I talked about when we talked about the NHL. We should respect greatness, correct? Sure. So if somebody wins the MVP... Ten times in a row, it's because ten times they were good. We shouldn't get fatigued with greatness. So the question is, and I love Shea, I think it really boils down to now because LA is falling off a bit, and I really think that Kawhi should have got more love. But there's really only a couple of guys that you uh, think that can go for the NBA MVP right now. And one of the criterions I like to look at is if you're the best player on the best team, shouldn't you get some love for MVP? Oh, sure. I hate the Boston Celtics, but if you don't have Jason Tatum in your MVP talk, which I haven't heard enough of, heard all the other guys. He's top 10 in scoring. Oh, but he's top 10 in everything, plus he plays defense. He's just unbelievable. And a lot of times, like, he's sitting down at the end with some numbers because they're crushing teams. So he just gets to sit down. So if you want to do like that, sure. adjust his numbers for whatever, that just tells you what Boston is. However, if the Joker... From Denver wins again, I'm not going to say no because look at his numbers once again with the triple-triples and not a triple-doubles, but not only that. Joker, if you don't like him as an individual, like more that we're seeing more of his personality, how can you not like this guy? And oh, his yeah. Robin is Jamal Murray, Our who boy. would norm normally be a Batman on any other team, but he's very – that's why you got a team that wins, somebody that's very happy to play their role, and Murray is the best Robin in the league. Barna, agreed? Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. We're going to have to wait for another 10 days before we, um, what do you call it, rake over the coals and find out who's risen to the top because I'm watching a lot of basketball teams and I see Flan Phoenix. That's why I'm calling him a bit of a pretender as opposed to those dog fighters that got everybody back in Sacramento. And I'm wondering right now, if you look, even though Phoenix is above there, Sacramento's only got one in the loss column. So, it's 33 and 25. The Clippers are... 34 and 24. I think they play each other twice in the next 10 days, or at least once in the next 10 days. Remember what we're talking about on this show because I'm very interested to see what it's going to look like when we come back next weekend. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh, one last thing I want to get to for the NBA. Have you seen Indiana's jersey sponsor? No. They have a QR code on there. I thought that was hilarious. You're, I heard about it, but I haven't. Yeah, and I heard Minnesota's doing the same. You know what? If you're the person that's advertising, like, why not? I'm surprised. You 2024. Know that Everyone's okay, got a phone. The, just take a put your camera uh, yeah, to it. You get yeah. the link automatically. I think we should start doing that in the house. That happens. Which we get our shirts on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I I thought it was too. I think Minnesota is the other one that started doing it because when I first heard about the idea was a guy on the Houston Texans who was trying to get a clothing line. That's where they started coming up. And um, C.J. Stroud came on one of the shows and he had the outfit on with the barcode okay so i know it came there but the great idea for marketing in 2024 yep any way to sell the brand baby any way to sell the brand you know what i mean yep uh i guess this is the closing segment of the show uh we just wanted to give our respects and uh rest in peace to actor comedian richard lewis passed away of a heart attack yesterday um god bless richard lewis very funny man was tremendous on Kirk, your enthusiasm 100% 100% he did some stuff back in the day that he did, too. He was just one of those cool characters that was funny. Mm -hmm. God bless him and uh, condolences to his family. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to add? 
No, I just think that I should get to this, okay? So it's time for my favorite segment, your favorite segment, everyone in the world's favorite segment. It's the gospel according to Cruz. Okay, first of all, I'm going to get on a little bit of a tangent here because I'm going to say something we really don't get involved with too much here in the house that happens, but I want to be able to say this first. If politicians should not have the need to define the moral clarity that is necessary to achieve a more peaceful and secure world, and if they need to do this before they get into office, then their sheets should be vacated and replaced immediately by someone who understands this because your job as a public servant is to know the clarity of things like financial responsibility, moral turpitude, and a service to the people that have elected you, correct? Okay, so the people in Toronto who have been elected here and our mayor, who I'll get to in a minute, is on a pass the buck thing, has suddenly come up with a situation we've got to talk about, and that is the World Cup in Toronto. Do you know that we are now over budget by $80 million since we started doing this? Like they said, they are going to be $300 million for us to bring the, the World Cup games to Toronto. And suddenly it jumped to 380. Now, the same people that are giving you those numbers said that we'd be able to generate $304 million in GDP for the economic situation in Toronto by spending that $300 million, which would be a plus of $40 million, right? But now, suddenly, they're saying that the GDP would be $392 million brought in from the 340 because of inflation. So what am I supposed to believe when we have something with, um, what would you say, um, I'm starting to believe things like this are, are a vanity project for the city because they're saying, let's put Toronto on the city if we have World Cup games because then we look like we're a world-class city. I don't think we need that. We have a film festival. We have Illuminati. We have... Illuminati. Not Illuminati. I mean, Illa, whatever that thing is. <laughs> you know, we've got enough festivals in here that that really shouldn't matter, okay? But in any event, what I want to get at, and I want to thank J Jerry Agar for one of the guys that put up the numbers that made me show this is this. We've had the highest um, rate of um, property tax in the GTA in the history of uh, the city of Toronto. Olivia Chow is now saying that that decision was made before she got in there. And it's very convenient for her to say now she doesn't know if she would agree with us sponsoring World Cup games if she knew the expenses were going to be this high. I think that's a complete lie coming out of another politician because in the history of our country, there's nobody that's ever mounted a world-class event like the Olympics, Pan American Games, or anything on a level that's ever made money in Canada. They haven't. It's always fallen back to the taxpayer. The only guy I want to thank is Doug Ford, our premier, who, who put in his $100 million, and now that they're coming back to the trough, Doug's saying no. Because then it goes to the federal level, which makes me go, somebody in Flin Flon, Manitoba, or Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, part of their taxpaying dollars is going to pay for a World Cup extravaganza in Toronto? Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done. When you do decide to put this money up for a product that's supposed to generate GTP, bring people into the city and make money, you don't even know what games you're getting. 
So now we're going to be putting on, which cost an extra $80 million, And you know what that $80 million was added to? So we could get one knockout game in the World Cup. Do we know what one knockout game is going to be? No. So it's $80 million it's going to cost me for one knockout game in Toronto when I don't even know I'm going to make money? When you threaten to... Uh, decrease the, 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 the police funding in my city when crime is going up. When you said that you don't know if you can shovel all my driveways, you used to be able to shove it because the city's in debt. So if the city's in that much debt, why are we going to continue to add debt onto debt when number one is you don't even know what product you're going to get in the city and you spend $80 million on another game, you don't even know if you're going to be able to finance for the benefit of the city to me this is insane and unless we're going to be getting the world cup championship game which we don't which is going to go into jerry's place i'm going to really shock you people. new york or new york yeah, yeah. one of the big cities so i'm going to put it this way let's talk about what brings money to your city so i'm going to have world cup or something else that goes on in the city I've decided I want the six nights of Taylor Swift at the Dome instead of the six World Cup games. And I'm going to tell you why. It's still going to put 300,000 seats in the city of Toronto. The economy for the cottage industry that people are coming into town for Taylor Swift is going to be just the same as the money that's coming in when they're going to be coming to a World Cup game. Agreed? Except, Arguably more. Or, okay, you got it. So let's go to this. Taylor Swift is not FIFA. Taylor Swift is not freaking trying to extort us for more money for security, hotel rooms, for cars, all this stuff that's jacking up the original price to have World Cup in Toronto so when we don't even know the product. So Taylor Swift, welcome to Toronto. If you want to do 12, great, uh, 12 games, 12 nights at the, at the Dome, that's great. But as much as we want a World Cup event in Toronto of this level, I think this is where we're going to get uh, cheated because we're not going to be knowing what product we're going to accept and say it's World Cup. For example, I don't know the c components, but if it's this country and this country, does it automatically tell you that Toronto is going to get this many people in the house? You hope so, but is it guaranteed? No. No. They were thinking about the BMO. I'm glad the infrastructure they're saying is not going to be as much because they're just going to adjust BMO big enough for the event and then tear it back down when the thing is over. Does that make it a world-class facility? People say that FIFA's going to tell you you're not going to get the next time because you're going to need a better arena. Well, don't worry about that because when Doug Ford gets re-elected and we put the football arena up here in North Etobicoke, they can play the next World Cup here and we'll have the championship in Toronto and that's the gospel according to Cruz. Okay. What a rant. I just hate it when our taxpayer money gets blown away on so many things and the city's in debt. Ask your folks what we've done here and we're going to add it on. Like, I think it's great that we're getting the World Cup games here. Sure. The popularity of the sport in the city is insane. I get it. But at what cost? And the thing that gets me is they're not telling us which games we're getting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're going to get the armpit of games. You watch. We're not going to get any of those big Argentina against so-and-so games. We're going to no, get no. the, you know what I'm saying? And is that fair? Is that what we paid for? We just got to hope this, that the World Cup is that famous and that big that it's going to flood Toronto and give us Taylor Swift money. Agreed? Yeah, I'm worried that the tickets are going to be too expensive, though, but we'll see. That's the whole thing behind it. Yeah. Keep adding it up. Now, if they say it's already gone up by now, this is two years away, bro. What's going to add on between this? Oh, I know. It's just going to keep going up. That's what scares me the most. So Toronto, 
We're known around the world. Why do you think they gave us the extra game? That's why. You know that extra? Because I heard a lot of people say, well, when do we get a... How come we don't get a uh, knockout, knockout game? game. Because when the deal first went down, we didn't have a knockout game. And then suddenly, okay, well, we get a knockout game, but that's an extra $80 million. Yeah. Extortion a from quarter people. quarterfinal, I believe it's, it is, though. I hope it is. I think it's a quarterfinal. We, we deserve that. If we're yeah. going to take money for everything else, I mean, it pushes Vancouver off the map because Toronto's getting the better play. Than Vancouver isn't – are they even hosting games? Yes, they are. It's a two oh, because Edmonton didn't get That's yeah, right. That's right. That's right. So, so Vancouver's got the other end, so we're going to have to wait to see what happens. So anyways, it's, it's going to probably be a good summer, but I'm just reminding people, be careful what you wish for because I don't want it to affect the fact that there's not going to be a snowplow coming down my street in the middle of January of a snowstorm because we spent money on rebuilding BMO to keep FIFA happy. Right. Got it? That's the gospel, according to Cruz. Uh, anything Thank else you, you want to add? Uh, no, not really. I'm just saying that um, uh, we, we won't be back for about 10 days. I think it's very unique that we coincidentally had to record on the February 29th, 2024. By the way, by the time we come back, I'll be officially a senior. Senior. doesn't matter the date. But <laughs> I'll be officially a senior, okay? You're going to get the senior discount at the Shoppers Yes, Drug I'm Art. starting to work on yeah. that already. Yeah. It's been amazing. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, that's just about it. Once again, I got to tell you, um, everybody that's watching, I mean watching, everyone that's listening, thank you very much. Our producer across the table from me, I can't say, Mr. Andrew Milani, you're doing an amazing job. All I get is great reviews from the people that I know that are listening to you. That's enough about me. It's about the listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we love you. Keep coming back. Give us a like. Give us a shout out. We know we love it here. And there that'll you go. just about do it for us here at the house that happens. Hi, my, my name is Andrew Milani. And my name is Cruz. And you know what we do, right, bro? We keep the, we vibe, keep the vibe alive. You can find the house that happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens. And follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.